Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we would like to remind you that Glass is in theaters this Friday and for any royalty payments, send a tweet to at, at LITMC Podcast. It's lost in the mid-card. We got a, sh- a fuck ton. That, that's, the, that's the noun I'm going with. A fuck ton to talk about. Uh, we're giving away our, our fourth annual Markies, our uh, award show, uh, is, is here tonight. We're going to kick things off with that. Uh, we got... NXT UK's first ever takeover, which was spectacular. We've got AEW news. We've got a great B in the Elite to talk about. All sorts of things, but first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. What you gotta do, brother, is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. And, uh, you know, if you follow us that way, you can uh, also be alerted for any special episodes that may come your way after a takeover, a pay-per-view, or, or any time something major happens and we feel like getting on that horn. Uh, you can also um, subscribe to us on YouTube. The link's to all that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lost of the Midcard. Also on our Twitter page at LITMC Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? I know you, I know how you're doing, but tell us how you're doing. I'm, I'm in a great mood. Uh, it was a good episode of SmackDown. Finally getting a proper sequel to the Ghostbusters franchise. Thank you to Ivan Reitman's kid. Very excited. I'm, I'm in a good mood tonight. There's something strange in this neighborhood. Get and it's probably us, but it's be. okay. It could be. Very and, happy. And for the year of uh, of 2019, as usual, joining us, uh, our other co-host. He's on the Twitter at no one like D. It's Daryl Bullock. Daryl, how's it going? My Eagles lost, but my Sixers won tonight, so <laughs> I'm good. I wasn't going to bring that up, man. Hey. You know, look, you guys know I'm die hard, but it is what it is. You, you guys, but look, I haven't watched I haven't watched an NFL game in a month and a half. But I told you all back in October that that the Saints and the and the Rams were going to be the NFC Championship game, and I know I stated that the Patriots and the Chiefs were going to play in the AFC. I, the NFL is so damn predictable at this point; you don't even need to watch <laughs> to know what's going to happen. Kind of like Vince McMahon's booking. I don't know how predictable it's going to be on the AFC side of things because, uh, oh, we're forecasted for a foot of snow. Oh, joy. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, of course, that's going to be probably helpful to the Patriots, even though Mahomes did, did, did pretty well in the snow well, last week. Well, I'll say this in regards to the NFC Championship game. Fuck Drew Brees. Fuck the Saints. Fuck yeah. the Superdome. Fuck WrestleMania 30 and 30. Hey, hey, hold, hey. Fuck the Silverdome. Fuck the Silverdome, too. You can't say fuck WrestleMania. It was one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. (laughs) It's my 30's my favorite, but in this case. You can't say fucking it. I wasn't this bitter when the Bears got beat. You're emotionally. I'm just just emotional right now, okay? 
You're messing with my emotions. Messing with the man's look, weeds, like messing with his emotions. Look, when, it, when push comes to shove, if the Patriots win the AFC, to me, the Saints have a better chance to beat the Patriots. So I want whoever has the better shot of beating New England in that Super Bowl because I sure as fuck don't want to see Tom Brady get another ring. Well, I, 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 I want to see the Calgary Stampede win the Super Bowl. I, I don't want anybody to win. I want to watch that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Burn, burn it down. I want to watch, I want I want Saints and Chiefs because that'll be the most entertaining matchup of the of the possibilities. I I would agree. I think that would be a very entertaining Super Bowl. Very high scoring. Very just like the winning quarterback gets the MVP trophy probably too. Probably. <laughs> I don't yeah. actually. They, don't they do the awards now like Pro Bowl weekend? Don't they do? No, they do night before the Super Bowl. Yeah, night before the Super Bowl. So I guess you can't. Yeah, so I don't know. Let's I don't... talk some wrestling now, guys. Damn, right. fuck football right now. <laughs> hey, hey, you're the one that brought it up, brother. I wasn't going to say a damn word. It's true, true. We we did not. Daryl's over there all mad at himself right now. He's like, you, damn, he's you, right. You didn't hear me cry when the Bears <laughs> lost to your Eagles either, so I gave you a slow clap. Uh, if, I, if we were a, a big-time production with, with fancy producers and shit, I'd have some fancy – orchestra music playing but uh this is the 2018 marquee awards uh just like last year the episode that nobody heard uh 27 categories i think that was the episode where uh only matt's half of the conversation got recorded and <laughs> so the 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 marquee awards were dispersed via social media rather than a, a podcast because of, of the technology but uh, we brought in uh, we brought in Daryl uh, as he's a part of the show now. Brought him in. We had a little meeting. Actually, after we recorded last week's episode, we had a little meeting. Ran through all the categories. Uh, no new categories this year, which made it a little easier too. But uh, without further ado, let's kick it off. Double double E double double E tag team of the year. Your nominees are the New Day, the Usos, the Bar, the B Team. Everybody has a the in their name. And uh, for the second straight year, gentlemen, it's the bar. Because basically uh, uh, the fact that they got it done in two brands, SmackDown and Raw, uh, kind of led to the win, right? They are the bar. They didn't just set it. Um, second straight year for the bar. Um, of course, uh, it, it seems like the Usos and New Day get nominated every year uh, Ambrose and Rollins was the other nominee this year uh, last year and then this year the B team filled that out but it was pretty much a three horse race all all year long uh, NXT tag team of the year your nominees are Heavy Machinery Undisputed Era Mustache Mountain Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and uh, this one is no shocker whatsoever shock the system as uh, the Undisputed Era were hands down the best tag team of the year in NXT weren't they Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it was even close. Nope. Nope. ROH Tag Team of the Year. A lot of familiar names in this one and, and uh, a little new new face, maybe. Sort of a new face. Uh, your, your nominees are the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, SCU, and the Kingdom. There's a lot of good tag teams in here, gentlemen, but the winner for ROH Tag Team of the Year has to be the, t- the team... That was uh, hands down elite over even some of the even the young bucks maybe because the rise of SCU this year was just a phenomenal thing to see, wasn't it, gentlemen? 
Absolutely. It's you. Very well deserved. I mean, talk about like they've completely, they've completely essentially reinvented themselves in two in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, the the addiction and, was kind and of got, a... and got over to the point where I don't think anybody really thought it was possible. Mm-mm. And they're entertaining as fuck on BTE. Speaking of which, we'll talk about that. Uh, Scorpio Sky has a nice little spot this week on BTE. Double WWE Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year. This is a, a little lo- more loaded category than it was last year. Um, the nominees are Drew McIntyre, Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, Carmella, and Rusev. And, uh, gentlemen, it's, it's no doubt uh, the speed at which Rowdy, Ronda Rousey has picked up the business we've probably not seen since Kurt Angle, and it's clear that she is our Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Indeed. It's really not even close. Mm-mm. McIntyre, a hair. I think McIntyre was there a little bit. A lot closer than Carmel and Rusev, but, uh, who both had great years. Um, but, yeah, R- Ronda Rousey is tearing it up. Uh, NXT Breakthrough Wrestler, also a lot more star-studded than last year. I mean, you take a look at last year. Well, actually, no, last year actually was pretty star-studded. Uh, it was it was just the WWE one that wasn't quite there. But for NXT Breakthrough Rest of the Year, the nominees are Tomasa Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, EC3, and the one and only Ricochet. This was a tough one, but we had to go with a guy that, that, that just showed up on the scene and basically did some things that we've never seen before in NXT. And just a few months into the company, got some gold. The, with the North American Championship, the one and only Ricochet gentleman that is our Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year. He's He is the one and only. Um, yeah. I think he's going to have an even bigger year in 2019 than he did in 2018. You think it'll be all in NXT? Uh, for his, for his sake, sake, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I definitely hope so. And, unless he goes across the pond to, to challenge Pete Dunne's uh, modern-day record. I don't know. Uh, ROH Breakthrough Wrestler of the Year. Some good names here. Your nominees are Scorpio Sky, Matt Taven, Hangman Page, and Jeff Cobb. Pretty tough here to 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 really narrow it down, but we we had to go with the guy that's probably got the biggest future. A guy that's probably going to be uh, the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Hangman Page. He is basically. The future of professional wrestling, gentlemen, and 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 so he's definitely got to be the breakthrough wrestler of the year, right? Absolutely. I don't I don't know if he's going to be the first AEW champion, um, but I definitely feel that he is he is absolutely the future the future of the business right now. And I mean that was a hell of a a lockdown for AEW to secure right off the bat. You know, being a member of the league, you know, it makes it rather easy, but let, let's not pretend like WWE didn't make a play at the guy. Exactly. Um, so, do you yeah, think, he's, do you he's, think, absolutely, he's already absolutely a star, and his star is only going to get brighter. Do you think over the course of Double or Nothing and then the Jacksonville show that's coming up after that, uh, do you think it's basically going to have some positioning with a featured match in each of those cards, like this one's going to have probably Hangman Page and Pac, then maybe somebody else has a featured match, I don't, maybe Jericho and somebody, and then maybe those winners maybe culminate in the, in the, uh, the fourth ever 
AEW show, well, third ever AEW show, fourth if you count all in. Uh, how do you think? How do you think they should play this out, um, or do you think they should introduce a title at, at Double or Nothing? Uh, I would. You gotta establish some type of title. I don't think it's a requirement, but I think they. I think they will start with at least one championship um, at Double or Nothing and go from there. I mean, may, maybe two. Maybe they do a, a men's title and a women's title. Yeah. Depending on how many women they lock down between now and May, um, but they don't—they don't need to over um, saturate. They don't belts. need to over. Yeah, they don't need to over oversaturate. So you know, slow and steady is going to win this race. AEW isn't stupid. They're not going to throw everything at the wall at once. They even said that they've got surprises in store that they they held back from at the at the rally because they got the Jericho deal done. Yep. So Which, they're just like, we can, we can save it, mm-hmm. you know, and just use this instead. Yep. And to me, that makes perfect sense. You know, there's um, no reason to, uh, to, you know, blow everything out in the first go. You know, if you've got some stuff in the, in the barrel, save it in there for later. So would, uh, if, if, if Hangman Page takes on Pac and it's for the first ever, uh, AEW World Heavyweight Championship, do you put Pac over then on that? I'm not. I'm not completely convinced that Chris Jericho is not going to be the first AEW champion. Mm-hmm. For nothing. For nothing more than the fact that he is the he is the biggest mainstream Draw. star attraction that they have. Yeah. And you start the and you start the company building around Jericho, and Jericho is the one that puts over Page or Pac or somebody like that. Like three to six months down the line, Which would then be it's going to mean a whole lot more. Oh, I'd love to see you a, know, Oh, I'd love to see a Paige Jericho feud for the title. That'd be awesome. I, I could see I could see them triple threading Jericho, Pac, and Paige, and Jericho coming out of there with the title. Oh. I, I really could. I, and I'm look, I'm not saying that's gonna happen, it's but kinda... to me, Jericho makes the most sense to be your first world champion yeah. heading into your heading into your cable television show yeah, because yeah. Jericho is going to bring the average wrestling fans eyes to the product that don't know the other guys yet. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it, it, it's almost like a, a kind of a funny flashback because, uh, uh, it wasn't a triple threat match, but or actually, was it, was it a triple threat match when Jer- Jericho beat the rock and yeah, it was triple threat. Wasn't it? It wasn't two matches in one. Night. No, it was two matches. In oh, one it was night. two matches in one night. Okay. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was that way or a triple threat. He beat the rock and then he beat Austin yeah. back to back. Uh, here, here's a, always a fun category. Villain of the year. Your nominees are Tomasa Champa, Dean Ambrose, Drew McIntyre, and Bully Ray. This one, hands down, uh, the winner of this one is is, is clearly Tomasa Champa because he not only elevated himself to be one of the best heels in professional wrestling, he also won the NXT Championship while doing so. Right, gentlemen? Absolutely. NXT's Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. Our nominees are Lars Sullivan, Vanessa Bourne, Velveteen Dream, and Lacey Evans. And uh, we got to give it to the Dream. Gentlemen, why, why do we give it to the Dream? Um, I just think he's just... From when he came in, nobody really understood his gimmick, and people were more so confused about it. But as soon as that dude comes to the curtain right now, like... He gets to probably the biggest pop in NXT, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. Uh, what's interesting is Dream was nominated for this same category last year, but lost to uh, 
lost to Authors of Pain, who basically their uh, their uh, in ring skills definitely saw a sharp sharp move upwards uh, towards their end of their NXT tenure. WWE Rebound Wrestler of the Year. The nominees are Dolph Ziggler, Daniel Bryan, Becky Lynch, and Rusev. While many would say the man, Becky Lynch, would be a prime candidate for Rebound Wrestler of the Year. Gentlemen, we got to give it to a man who we never thought would wrestle again in Daniel Bryan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no! Yes. No! Yes. No! Fickle. <laughs> he can say whatever he wants. The yes movement is still alive and well. It's still alive. It, it, it'll never die. It'll never die. WWE Cruiserweight of the Year. Your nominees are Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Drew Gulak. And uh, this one wasn't really even close either. We're giving it to a man that's not only made a huge impact on 205 Live, but now he is making an impact on SmackDown Live. Gentlemen, it's Mustafa Ali. Well deserved. Although he got his ass beat tonight. Yeah. yeah. But that means he's yeah. in a high profile feud with Samoa Joe now, so that ain't a bad thing. If he wasn't impressing, they wouldn't have put him in they wouldn't have put him in a feud with Joe if he wasn't impressing on the SmackDown Library. Absolutely. Pay per view of the year. Our nominees are Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, oh my. Evolution, SummerSlam, and the Royal Rumble. And we uh, should also specify this is WWE pay per view of the year. Yes, 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 yes. And not just wrestling pay per view of the year because if it was just wrestling pay per view of the year, All, all in. in would win. Yeah, <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I just, I, you just said pay per view of the year. I just wanted everybody to know this was not like a wide scope of you know everybody's pay per views. Was strictly WWE pay per view of the year. And uh, this was probably not eh, maybe a little close. I think Tables, Ladders, and Chairs was a great show, but but gentlemen, it's hard to it, it, it's hard to not give it to Evolution, the first ever all women's pay per view, because not only did they get themselves the first ever all women's pay per view, they delivered, didn't they? They sure as hell, as hell did. It's an amazing show. I'm very much looking forward to Evolution too. Mm-hmm. Best WWE Feud of the Year. Your nominees are Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Stephanie McMahon and Ronda Rousey. Oh, winner, the marquee for WWE Feud of the Year, basically because they had one of the best matches of the year, and it also led to the birth of the man. Gentlemen, the best feud in WWE was Lynch and Charlotte, wasn't it? Absolutely. And it still ain't dead. Nope. Let's face it, that feud's not done yet. I mean, they might be doing other things at the moment, but, I mean, Charlotte and Becky as a rivalry and feud is still alive and well going into 2019. God, and I really don't see it cooling down anytime soon. If there was ever a time for that luger Bret Hart prediction, this would be it, wouldn't it? Yep. Uh, NXT Feud of the Year nominees are Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, Johnny Gargano, Tomasa Champa, Undisputed Era, Mustache Mountain. We could throw Adam Cole and, and Tyler Bate in there as well. Uh, and on, then Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, the big who done it of the summer. 
This one was not even close because this is almost one of the best feuds of the past decade. Gentlemen, it was Gargano and Champa, wasn't it? Yes. 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 And more yes. So good. I mean, how many take did that deliver three takeover feuds or matches? I believe so. I yeah, I think I think it was three. ROH feud of the year. Your nominees are SCU versus uh, ROH management. The Briscoes and the Young Bucks. Dalton Castle, Matt Taven. Flip Gordon and Bully Ray. And your your winner is Flip Gordon and Bully Ray because they they just told a hell of a story of uh, of the underdog stepping up to the to, to the asshole basically, and it, it was really well done on both sides, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It didn't last a good long time, and it told a hell of a story, which culminated in a beautiful, beautifully story-told match at Final Battle. It, to me, it was the best end of the show. Um, so many callbacks to the feud throughout the course of those months. Uh, it was just it was awesomely done. It was pro- it, to me, it was the best thing ROH did all last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, a fun category with things that make you go hmm. Uh, or or hit the desk card or face palm like Captain Picard. Uh, what the fuck wrestling moment of the year? Let, let's just back it up. Last year, uh, some of that included Jeff Jarrett, uh, the the Universal Championship on a milk carton, Ed Nordholm versus the Hardys. A lot of face palm worthy moments. This year, it's a little different. It's a little it's a little different. It's a little more wow. What the fuck? Like a holy shit moment of the year. Nominees well, didn't. Didn't Jericho showing up in New Japan win last year? It did. That was like the only. Yeah. So non, I mean, that yeah. was. I mean, that's not just you know, like yeah, as you're saying, it's not just what the fuck. This is terrible. This could also be what the fuck. Didn't see that coming, or what the fuck. This is awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know, type type of deal too. It, it's definitely a. Uh, oh, what what the fuck can mean several different aspects, and that's what we try to bring into this award. Yep, and, and this award is all companies combined. So your nominees are Ronda Rousey arrives in the WWE, Vince McMahon announces the return of the XFL, the Elite changes the world, SmackDown moving to Fox this fall. All worthy competitors for a marquee, but but gentlemen. Uh, the what the fuck moment of the year is just the fact that the elite changed the world and now we're going to witness it in 2019 correct see um, it's 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 honestly it's still unbelievable to me that you know after wcw died out i never thought we were going to get any type of resemblance of a of another company to come along with the type of funds to actually compete contract wise with the WWE, I'm not saying that the companies, the yeah, and I, I'm not saying that the companies like are legit going to compete. I'm not saying like the 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 equivalent of the Monday Night Wars are coming back. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the just the fact that you know these guys can come in here with, with an already a very heavy heavy handed heavy ended roster with three and five year contracts. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and they're ready to you know get a great cable deal, and and just make the wrestling world better. And you don't have to compete with WWE to make everything better. 
And I think that so many people, so many like strictly WWE fans want to see everything as a competition. Sometimes it's just good to have as many wrestling companies out there as possible doing well. And, you know, if AEW comes in and does as well as everybody thinks it's going to do, it's going to be great. Like, it really, really is. Uh, we got a couple of moments of the uh, the year outside of what the fuck. We got best moment of the year, which is kind of a feel-good type of thing, uh, and best NXT moment of the year because NXT always provides us with moments. Uh, the best moment of the year is all-encompassing for companies outside of NXT. Uh, the nominees are Cody wins the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, a title that his father held uh, for for several times, and, and, and Cody did it at All In. Daniel Bryan returns to wrestling after two years out. Kenny Omega finally defeats Kazuchika Okada to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And Shawn Michaels returns for one more match. All great moments, but none can top the fact that we got Daniel Bryan back in a ring, did we? Dude, I wanted to go to WrestleMania 30 so bad to see Daniel Bryan win the title. But then, like, it's my favorite mania ever. And the fact that you can actually see, like, the whole Superdome just chanting yes was great. So I had to go to 34. And when I heard he was going to be on the card, dude, I went off. So, like, to experience (laughs) that, that was one of the greater moments. And probably me being a fan of wrestling, that I could sit there at 34 with 70,000 in the Superdome once again, which I don't think I could have done again, chant yes. What did uh, the return of Daniel Bryan to wrestling mean to you, Matt? That truly anything can happen in in professional wrestling. Um, We all thought it was done. We never thought we'd see him in the ring again. And if we thought we might see him in the ring again, we were thinking, you know, maybe ROH, maybe New Japan. And we were all, you know, like worried about what his health situation was truly like. You know, but mm-hmm. clearly, all I to me, I, that match with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series to me has erased mm-hmm. all doubt in my mind that that man is one hundred percent ready to go. Because mm-hmm. if he survived that match, I mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's to me he's as healthy as he's ever been. Yeah, I think my and I'm, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing what he does in uh, 2019 with the new Daniel Bryan character. It's already off to a good start with AJ Styles. Um, yeah, because if I remember, if my memory serves me right, we had WWE Moment of the Year, and then we had a year where we really struggled with trying to come up with things, so we just made it all-encompassing. But yet we kept NXT Moment of the Year because we can always find a moment, can't we, in NXT? Mm-hmm. NXT Moment of the Year. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, just for uh, comparison's sake, last year's Best Moment of the Year, Hardy's returning to the WWE after being gone for so long. Other nominees, Jericho showing up in New Japan, Cesaro destroying a beach ball at SummerSlam, and Braun Strowman tipping an ambulance over. I'm still baffled on how Braun Strowman can tip a limo over, but he's not cleared to wrestle. I don't, but but yet, according to Meltzer, I guess, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but it may not be uh, that he's not cleared. I don't uh, yeah, Might be something else. NXT moment of the year. Tommaso Ciampa pins Aleister Black to win the NXT Championship. Ricochet's double moonsault off a cage at War Games. The overall feeling 
after Gargano versus Champa in New Orleans. EC3 coming full circle, returning to NXT. NXT moment of the year was the overall feeling after Gargano took on Champa in New Orleans. Um, I've said it before on the podcast. I don't think there's ever been a wrestling match where I just sat there staring into a, a, a blank, silent TV screen like the WWE Network menu or something like that, just watching nothing but just staring blankly for like 10 minutes just trying to process what I just saw. And it, it was such an emotional ride, and and uh, it, it was the moment of the year, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, like I told you guys, I went to Supercard to see Kenny Omega and Cody, and then, you know, watching you guys on Twitter talk about the match and then coming home and actually watching it, yeah, I had that same feeling you did, JB, just staring at the daggone the computer under plain stare. Oh. It was it was incredible, and I'll tell you what, I was very disappointed with uh, with Supercard um, that that weekend, um, and I, I I felt Kenny and Cody too delivered so much better than their first their first match, yeah. and I don't know that 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 for, that that ROH event that weekend really left me feeling meh. Um, Imagine being there. <laughs> yeah, true that. Imagine being um, there and reading Twitter. Imagine being there and reading Twitter and then sitting in a seat that's not built for a man that's over six feet tall. Your story. Yeah. One of my favorite categories, kind of kind of name it after my favorite wrestler of all time, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, because he always said he was the best thing going in wrestling today. So the nominees for the 2018 Best Thing Going in Wrestling Today. Again, this is all-encompassing, all companies. Your nominees are The Man, Becky Lynch. The Elite, The Velveteen Experience, and NXT TakeOver. Very, very tempting to give this one to the man, Becky Lynch, because she has flipped the switch and turned into the most talked about superstar in the company today. But when it comes down to it as a whole, it's got to be the Elite, doesn't it, gentlemen? Absolutely. Uh, in comparison's sake, last year, nominees were Rusev Day, Bullet Club, NXT TakeOver, sneaking in there again, and Pro Wrestling Streaming Options, and the Bullet Club won there, which included the Elite. So uh, they are still the best thing going in wrestling today. NXT Match of the Year. Dream against Ciampa at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Gargano Ciampa at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler at Evolution. And the six-man ladder match for the NXT North American Championship, also at New Orleans, and we just talked about uh, about it for a moment of the year. Uh, so no doubt, gentlemen, NXT match of the year, Gargano Champ in New Orleans. Yeah, I don't even think it was close. No, six-man ladder I mean, match, maybe, but still, that I was... mean, look, th- look, there was a lot of great stuff in NXT over the year from a match standpoint, but. This one beyond the match and the story that was told with it and everything that just worked together. That's that's why to me this one just was the clear winner. Yep. Um, WWE match of the year. Your nominees are Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, as we previously mentioned. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Last Woman Standing at Evolution, the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble, Oscar versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair at TLC. 
Notice how three of the four are women, and that's never happened on the Markies. And the women come through again. The winner from WWE Match of the Year, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, last woman standing at Evolution. Guys, these ladies told a hell of a story. Uh, not quite the level of Gargano and Champa, but I would say to the level that we've never, ever seen in the women's division, correct? Not at all. You Who would have thought 10 years ago that the women would be at this point main eventing or having stipulation matches on WWE TV? Next I up, love it. Next up, WrestleMania. Yep. Well, next up, tag team titles and then WrestleMania. But I digress. Matt, what, what, what made you think Lynch Flair was uh, WWE overall men-women match of the year? It was it was incredible. It was an incredible match to kick off to to wrap up an incredible pay per view. I uh, can't really say enough good things about that match. Um, it was awesome. It's one of those matches you can go back and watch, you know, again and again. And it's one of those ones you dodge. You're not going to get bored watching it. It's time for our final six categories. They're all wrestler of the year. First off, Ring of Honor wrestler of the year. Your nominees are Jay Lethal, Cody. Marty Scroll and Dalton Castle. And gentlemen, we went here with Jay Lethal, who was back on top of the mountain once again. Well deserved. If only, if only, if only, I, I would just love to see him in NXT just to see what he could do with those guys there. And I don't know if we're ever going to get it now. I, I don't know. He's still young, right? Jay's probably in his mid thirties, I believe. I was gonna say, I was gonna guess early to mid thirties. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly. I mean, that's not terrible at all. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, oh, geez, thirty three. He'll turn thirty four in April. So wow. yeah, he's he's still got a lot of career left. But my thing with Jay, and I, like I said, I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying this to be a dick or anything, but he's he's done it all in, our mm-hmm. in Reign of Honor. He done like, it. He done it all. He, he done it all a year ago. He did it all he's a year. Done it ago. All, he's done it all. He's done it all twice. Yeah. He he's lapped himself, and he's he's doing it again. All he's got you left know, now. I would just all he got left now is beat Jeff Cobb and hold both belts again. Yeah, I I would just I would like to see him just to see what could happen with him in NXT, and if he can get it, if he can get a deal comparable to what the Bucks. We're gonna get with he, that six and, month clause, and he should. Uh, and he you know, should. Fucking a, go, go there and give it a shot. But hell, for all we know, maybe Lethal ends up in AEW and his deal's done. I could see that. My fear with Lethal leaving Ring of Honor and doing com- coming under any umbrella with WWE is the fact that as long as Vince is in charge and his goofy. Personality is going to see go back and see Jay Lethal doing the, you know, the Ric Flair thing and the Black One Cheese Bone thing. Well, that's why you put and, him on NXT. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping that he stays there in NXT and never goes to the main roster because if he touches the main roster, you're going to see those gimmicks come out again. Because I know Vince is a goofy motherfucker. Hey, hey if, 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 as long as we get one more uh, segment with him and Flair, I'll be all about it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that, but don't make it as his damn main kid, gimmick. Kid, kids, just, if you've no. never seen the showdown between Jay Lethal and Ric Flair from Impact Wrestling, YouTube it because it is fucking hilarious. 
I, I think there is going to be a massive bidding war for his services when his ROH deal comes up again. Is that uh, is that uh, and, roughly twelve months from now? Yeah, he just yeah. signed. He just signed like this month or last. Was month. it like it was it like a was it a two year deal though? I thought he yep. signed a ter- I thought he signed a two year deal in seventeen. Yeah. yeah, he did, and that was in January. But he just re-signed again. Oh, he re-upped again. Okay. Yeah, he just re-signed again. I want to say last month, and yeah. I want to say it was a two year deal. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it was a two year deal, but I mean, when that when look when that two year deal is up, and if AEW is in the position that we think that's going to be in two years, yeah. I, I think there's I think there's going to be a massive bidding war for his services. And Lethal is very close with you know a lot of the main talent that that's that's behind AEW. Yep. I think he would I think he would feel more comfortable going over there in in in, in terms of taking a risk. Than he would with going to WWE. Well, and we've right. talked. To, I mean, before Daryl joined our show, we, we talked about this many times. You know, we speculate: Does he even want to make that big of a jump? You know, does he really want to be at the top of the wrestling mountain? Does he want to go to the biggest company? Do, you know, maybe he doesn't want to make that jump. So, you know, it's hard telling, but. We digress to the New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestler of the Year. Your nominees are Jay White, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Who would have thought he would be nominated for New Japan Pro Wrestler of the Year in 2018? But he was. But there is one clear winner, and that's the cleaner, Kenny Omega, gentlemen. The best bout machine. Absolutely. But it's see is he the best wrestler on the planet right now? All I would combined. say he, I would say he is. I will I say mean, he if is. Daryl wants to argue, I mean he can, but I I, Matt I mean Taven, I have Matt Taven is not better, by the way, Daryl. <laughs> I mean I think even Daryl would admit that. <laughs> I yeah, so. I, I, can't, I, I, I can't. hope so. <laughs> but everybody, here's my question: though. Everybody says best wrestler on the planet based off what overall, based on skill in the ring, based on what. Alpha Alpha Belter six stars. Uh, uh, oh my god! I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about what he does inside the ring. Like my Mark voice there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um. And I I don't think I don't think anybody on the planet right now does what they do inside that ring better than Kenny Omega. But uh, but all he and does I, is I'm, all he does is eighteen V triggers. And I, and I <laughs> you shut the fuck up. That's what the Mark said. I will tell you one thing. If I hear one more person try to tell me that Kenny Omega can't cut a fucking promo, oh my god, I am going to shove my boots so far up their ass. Can I watch that? They're going to be able to taste it. Can I watch? Because anybody that says Kenny Omega can't fucking cut a promo has never watched an episode of Being the Elite and has never watched any of this man's actual work. There is so many past several years. This dude's a He's a great promo. There are oh so God. many. There are so many WWE hacks that just bash on Omega for, and they have no idea what they're talking about. That, that goes back to what you said earlier, Matt. Everybody who's a WWE fan wants to make it competitive, and you can't do that all the time. You just got to enjoy wrestling for what the fuck it is. Yeah. Amen. Is and it? that's what it should all be about. It, it doesn't have to be an us versus them mentality. 
And that's what, that's what drives me crazy with wrestling fans. They're like they're picking a side in this quote unquote war that's about to go down. It doesn't have to be a war. All them all, all them box are spot Can't we monkeys. Just all just, oh my god! I'll just oh fucking kill you. Wow. <laughs> we just I mean, spot, all it has is a spot fast in AEW. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, there could there could be several arguments about who's the best wrestler on the planet right now. I mean, but at the same time, like at this point, at this juncture, based off of last year and, and his body of work, I think Kenny Omega is. Well, uh, so were, how many how many wrestlers do you know can do the time limits that he does mm-hmm. and still be in Japan? You know, yeah. with that type of style of wrestling. This isn't WWE where, you know, you're slapping your thigh every five minutes. These dudes are really hitting. <laughs> well, and, and, and Matt said, I think Matt said it last year on the uh, the Marquis episode that never aired. Um, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have the category of best overall wrestler, but it would have went to Kenny Omega in 2017, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, absolutely. I, I mean, like I said, I don't. I'm not going to argue. I mean, like I said, it could be several arguments, but at the same time, based on that guy's body work in the past year, yes, Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. I, I don't, I don't think there, I don't think there's any wrestler on the planet right now that can go in there and tell me a better story from bell to bell and get me invested. I tell you what, though, than, I, than, I than what Kenny, than what Kenny Omega does every time I, he steps into that ring. I, I literally saw that comment on a page. All he does is paint triggers. No, shut up. Yeah, that, fuck it. I think I think a lot. I, and I think I'll fucking watch the product. Is and and a I think the V trigger is the best move in the game right now because it's a fucking awesome move. So shut up, Mark. These would be these would be the same idiots that say the Young Bucks do nothing but super kicks. Yeah. Or that the Young Bucks can't sell. Yeah. Or, or you know, or well, the Young the Bucks difference? can't tell what, a story. That, that's that's been selling that. The Young Bucks doing that's... super kicks all the time, and the Usos not doing super kicks. What the fuck? Uh, they do super yeah. kicks all the time, too. I, I, honestly, I think the Usos hit more super kicks in a match than the Young Bucks do nowadays. Nowadays, yes. They, they, they yeah, do. Not, they, they, a couple years ago, no. But I think nowadays, I think the Usos hit more, hit more super, super kicks in a match than the Bucks do. Shit, Adam Cole hits more super kicks than the Bucks do at this juncture. Yeah. Well, yeah, Cole, it, Cole loves his super kick, baby. Uh, well, I, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, who we're, we're making fun of somebody? Oh, the Usos. Yeah, they also ripped off the Briscoes, according, according to Matt, which I do see. Well, they're not according to me. It's a fact. Uh, the down since day one stuff was done by the Briscoes. Watch the damn tapes. Watch the tapes. <laughs> exactly. Watch the damn tapes. Dubba, Dubba, Dubba E, Women's Wrestler of the Year, which is a. A stacked category this year because it was a landmark year for the women. Your nominees are Rowdy Ronda Rousey, the Queen Charlotte Flair, the Man Becky Lynch, and the Goddess Alexa Bliss. While all had great years, gentlemen, it is hard pressed to not give Women's Wrestler of the Year to the Man, who will hopefully and should main event WrestleMania. No argument. At all, I concur. They've all done great. Th- every everybody on that list has done great things this year. Uh, we we could throw Oscar in there, but she she toiled around for a lot of the year under the creative thumb of dumbassery until yeah, somebody. Unfortunately, woke up. from April to de- early December, yep, um, they fizzled her out pretty bad. Like they, she she had a she had a great first three months and a great final month. They had they had no you know, they had, she had a great she had a great quarter over. of the yeah. year. They had no fucking but clue how to book her after she broke after the streak was broke. 
I don't think they. I don't think they care to. They probably didn't even have. And a plan. I think that was the problem. Yeah, they didn't even have a plan, probably. So. But I you know, Be- Becky had a hell of a you know six to seven month run, you know at the, at the end of the year, and you know her steam is continuing to build and continuing to and to amp up. So. <clears throat> Uh, NXT Women's Wrestler of the Year. Your nominees are Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, Ember Moon, and Nikki Cross. And uh, maybe at this time in uh, next year for the 2019 Marquee Awards, maybe we'll be putting uh, uh, a couple of uh, uh, of this year's May Young Classic finalists in that category. But from the first May Young Classic, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, they had a hell of a year. Ember Moon also, she got the call up, and she's doing great on the main roster. Nikki Cross found her, her identity and, and flourished without sanity, which was uh, something to speak of. But in the end, we have to give it to Shayna Baszler, not just because she was champion all along. She was champion and took names and kicked ass. She was almost the man before the man became the man, don't you think? I'm smiling. Uh, I, don't re- I don't really think there's – I don't think their characters are anything alike, to be perfectly honest. No, but um, Shayna Baszler took – you know, she took over that, that, that division – this year so she's uh what i think she's the only two-time nxt women's champion if i'm remembering correctly too first and only yep. she actually, so she's the first yeah uh nxt wrestler of the year your nominees are alistair black tomasa champa velveteen dream and johnny gargano all four guys Saw the main event picture. Not everybody held gold, but they all could have held gold. We all could have seen them hold gold. Uh, gold really doesn't matter here. This is the fact that the winner here, Tomasa Champa, became NXT Wrestler of the Year because he elevated being a heel to the fact that for most of the year, the man had no entrance music. The boos were his entrance music, and that was... Uh, persona enough for him and then you go inside the ring his matches with Black his matches with his multiple matches with Gargano his match with Dream his match with Dream Ciampa was the the, the, the common denominator and all that and yeah I don't think that's what that to me that's what put him over the top and I don't know if anybody you know, he had amazing matches with all three people um, none of us really on, on the on the ballot list so could, to speak could you have seen this coming uh, him being a single star like this at the top of the chain on NXT, could you have seen that coming with DIY getting injured and you know coming back with the obvious feud with Gargano? But could you see all of this coming with 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 Ciampa? Yeah. Okay. I'm just seeing if I I I don't I don't think I saw the makings of of a main event player like he's been able to create for himself, but I definitely thought he had the, all the tools to have an, a, a positive run with, um, you know, within the NXT system. I still worry about what might happen to him when he gets up to the main roster. But well, that, I, I, A lot of people think when, when Triple H did a recent interview and said that there's some people that are going to be NXT and never go to SmackDown or, or Raw – because it's not it's not a call up anymore. All four brands are granted they're not equal in terms of viewership or 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 reach at this time, but NXT is huge still. NXT is the third brand. 
UK hopefully will get there, and I think uh, we'll, when we talk about Saturday, we'll, you know, there's a lot of good things to talk about there. I think guys like Gargano and Champa could be on NXT for years. I don't, they may not ever go to Raw or SmackDown unless it's for like a, a cup of coffee. I think those are two guys that could be cornerstones of NXT for the for the future. Uh, it, it, just based on what Triple H was saying. With, with 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 the possibility of guys never leaving NXT and always just their careers there, but he he said, Triple H said in the interview, it's like these guys are still going to have a meaningful career even though it's going to be entirely in NXT. And now that we see what NXT has become, I I totally believe that you could look at a guy's career being entirely in NXT for ten years and say that's a Hall of Fame career. And and I, I see guys like Gargano and Champa being the ones to stay. Maybe even Aleister Black, because God forbid, I, I I don't have faith that Vince McMahon would push him very well because he's kind of smaller in stature. So uh, I I don't know what you guys think, but that's just my feeling. Is uh, out of the three, I I think Aleister Black is the most likely fit for the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, let's let's face it, if NXT gets that rumored spot on FS1 this fall. And re- really, you know, is able to establish itself as its own individual brand on cable television. Mm-hmm. There is no need to freaking go up to, to Raw or SmackDown or go over to Raw or SmackDown or however you want to reference it. Because, you know, if you're making main roster money in NXT and you're getting used better and you're working less dates, why the hell wouldn't you want to just work in NXT? And let me let me give you another example. Undisputed Era. I those are all fairly smaller guys but they're dominant. I I worry that they would be that dominant on the main roster with some much larger talent. Now, can they hang with the larger talent? Fuck yeah. I mean, Fish O'Reilly, Cole Strong are their main eventers. But I worry as long as Vince is checking the boxes still, checking the final boxes, I worry that the 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 undisputed era would become from NWO to Job Squad basically. I I would worry that. So I th- it, that's where I think maybe Era stays on NXT to rule the universe. Of course, you'll have some people defect and change every once in a while, probably. But I don't know. I, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Worried about the Era getting called up because of that, just how small much. Dude, I'm worried about. I'm worried about a lot of people in NXT. It's a lot of. Like, it, as NXT. long as Vince is in charge, I I'm worried. Look. They're proving it right now. Look what they've done with EC3 and Lacey Evans the past two nights. Sucky! Look, look, yeah, I was going to say, oh my god, look what they've done with Heavy Machinery. I mean, the only person that's gotten any shine on them at all in the last 48 hours was Nikki Cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lars, poor, poor Lars Sullivan sitting at home with an anxiety attack. Yeah. You he, know, his entire future on the main roster is in question. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he was possibly rumored to face John Cena at WrestleMania. I, to, to me, that's out the window now. Yep. Because yeah. they can't trust you to go out there and wrestle a dark match or have a match on Raw. They can't trust you to go into a program with John Cena at WrestleMania and not have this happen again. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, it's I, 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 I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, I, I think there's a... I think his future on the main roster is murky at best right now. And, and clearly, the way they've treated the, the other people they've brought up is not good. They, they, they're they very much showing you that they had no plans for any of these people they brought up. 
This was nothing more than oh, we're 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 doing new, a new era. New blood's so coming let's, in. Uh, let's throw a whole bunch of uh, EC3 is going to pose in the mirror, and Lacey Evans is going to watch TV. random people from NXT up to the main roster, even though we have no idea what we're going to do with them. We'll That's the, the wrong the, twenty times. This is just the wrong way for introducing them people. These folks, like you got Lacey Evans sitting backstage, backstage having a sip of a drink, or sweet tea. Having, Having machinery sitting there making fucking protein shakes. Nah, that was, man. I, though I was fucking laughing at that. It was hilarious. I yeah. get it. But Top most of these guys don't come into the WWE to be laughing stocks. They actually want to wrestle. They actually bust their asses for years, yeah. you know, to, you know, actually beat somebody in the WWE roster. Like, they didn't. Come on now. Think about it. If you two guys actually was like, yes, I want to be a wrestler after watching Ric Flair and Macho Man and Sting, etc. I want to be WWE champion, but they tell you, "Hey, you're doing Matt, Matt, you're going to put on a wolf helmet, JB. You're going to put on a Viking hat. This is what you're going to do. How would that make you feel? I'd be a war raider. Sweet. Was <laughs> I mean, just like that? I, Either I a war raider or a berserker, one of the two. All right, but I'm just, but I'm just like you know. You bust your ass on the independent on the independence, and you train at the performance center, and you look up to your trainers, whether they be Matt Bloom, whether they be Shawn Michaels, whether they be Steve Carino, and hope that you can, you know, main event WrestleMania or whatever. You don't, and but then they tell you, oh yeah, we're just going to sit you in the back and, you know, just let you chill, and we won't put you on TV until. Every three, every three months, how do you make? How'd that make you feel? I'd be pissed. So I see why Lars Sullivan is having anxiety attacks. Well, hopefully it'll all be better a year from today when Vince is preoccupied with the XFL, which actually he'll be preoccupied with it sooner than that. So, I look, that- I look, I knew, I knew Otis was in trouble the second Vince saw him. <laughs> yeah, he just he looks like a cartoon character come to life. Yeah. And that's exactly how Vince McMahon's going to use him. So, look, it might actually work out. He, he, that team might work out as like a great kids tag team, kind of like they took the sheep herders and made them the bushwhackers. Mm. Um, you know that they look. It might end pan out to be a really successful long career for those guys, yeah. but they're never going to be taken mm. as a, a serious tag team on the main roster. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to be a children's act, it's- and how they get over with the kids. And the reaction that the kids are going to give them when they come out is going to depend on what these guys see in the years to come. And that still can that still can equal dollar signs. So no, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's not, but yeah. I'm sure that the, I'm sure that heavy machinery didn't get in the business to be, you know, a joke, and, yeah. and that's kind of how they've been treated over the past two nights. Yeah. Right. The safest one is sitting at home right now because I know Vince would have loved to put his hands on Lars Sullivan and, oh, and, and dealt with him the same way he dealt with Braun. Well, well, the fact that the, the fact that they planned him for a match was seen at WrestleMania. That's that's they, that's had, they had, yeah, they had big plans for him. But I don't. I now I'm like, if I'm Vince, like, can I trust this guy? You know, can I can I trust this guy and put him in, in, in a position in a match like that? I I don't know, and that could that could come back and bite him in the ass long term. Now, he so left over battle royal. That's that's where I'd put him. 
I'd put him in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Maybe I'd let him win it, but he'd have to prove to me that he can handle it. Yeah. Well, sure. you know what? Here's what we do. If the next two weeks, if he's if he's not at home now, maybe if maybe he's back. Who knows? We don't know yet. Let's say he's Who? fine. Sullivan. No, I definitely know he's still at home. He was oh. not on the road this week. Every all the other call ups were on the road, but him. Well, I mean, you could still give it a test run, have him eliminate Cena because Cena ain't going to win the Royal Rumble. You'd have him eliminate Cena, see where it goes. You can always switch gears in the two months you got from the Rumble to WrestleMania. Actually, it's almost damn near two and a half months, but you could still give it a test run at the Royal Rumble. But I, 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 I you're a hundred percent right, Matt. It's going to be hard to hard to pull that trigger, but you know. If he gives you the confidence that he can can um, overcome that, give him a test run and, and have him eliminate Cena in the Rumble, and we'll go from there. It's hard to you know it's hard to do that because you know being on that end of the thing, but you know you never know. Our final marquee to give away is WWE Wrestler of the Year. Our nominees are AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Daniel Bryan. All three, all four guys had great years. All four guys should have held a world title. Uh, actually, the winner, he, he didn't hold a world title this year, but night in and night out, he brought it. He burnt it down. He elevated himself even further to be a, a guy that could maybe have toppled Brock Lesnar, but things are, who knows what, what things are going now with, you know, everything changing, people getting hurt and all that, it, you know, but this year definitely gentlemen was the year that Seth Rollins was the, the best wrestler of the year, wasn't it? Sure was. He brought that, he, he actually, for the ice title he actually brought it back to a little bit of prestige i actually enjoy watching his matches his open challenges and everything yeah yeah it's it almost looked like he was primed to you know this was his i think he said it himself this was like the first year that has gone as planned in a long time for him and uh you know and in, in, in it, there was a feeling that he was going to beat Lesnar at WrestleMania, but now who knows what's going to happen now. <laughs> Everything is changing by the minute within the WWE. So, Matt, what were your what were your feelings on uh, on nominating and, and and giving Seth Rollins the marquee for Wrestler of the Year? I mean, he had a, he had an incredible year. I it's really hard to it's really hard to argue. I mean, the only other person you could even to me put in the conversation is AJ Styles. Who won it last um, year? Yeah, and, and that's the to me that's the only other person that you could even begin to make an argument for. Um, and I think Rollins is going to have a big year this year too. I, I think Styles will as well. But you know, Styles' his future is in question. His contract's up in a few months. What's he going to do? You know, is he is he going to be a double or nothing? Because oh, you know boy. his contract. I'm just saying, if his contract's up in April, if he chooses to go. Could you imagine? You could do it. Could you imagine? You could be there. Could you imagine CM Punk coming out and everybody's just awe, in shock and awe, 
that just the fact that CM Punk is there, and then all of a sudden Dude, AJ that's, Styles. Dude, that's how I that's how I close the show. Then all of a sudden AJ Styles comes out to confront him. Oh, I would cl- I would close the show crowning the new champion, and as the champion, whoever it may be, is celebrating, I'd hit cult of personality. Mm-hmm. I'd have CM Punk come out on the stage and just have a stare down with the champ. Not say I wouldn't say a word. Hell yeah, not I would not let him talk. I would not let the, the whoever the champion is talk. I not let the commentary put it over that that CM Punk is here in AEW, and that's how I would go off the air. And that's all I would do with him. And I, I would work from there. Je- uh, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen at AEW, we are, are available for hire. <laughs> he's not lying. Let's uh, let's. No, he's let's, definitely not lying. I I would work for that company in a heartbeat, let's, and uh, I would be happy as hell to do it. Let's do that smooth transition to, into episode one thirty four of Being the Elite, as uh, the app app. Uh, the the uh, aptly titled "Change the Universe" episode. Oh, we start off with uh, the Young Bucks hanging out and uh, welcoming uh, Doctor Britt Baker and and uh, welcoming her, wel- welcoming her as the first ever woman to sign with with AEW. And well, gentlemen, she just wanted to talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> Why did you kill Adam Cole? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Now this is before I jumped in. So how, Matt? Re- uh, remind me and re- and uh, refresh the crowd. Uh, how did how did Adam Cole die? They poisoned his monster rehab, <laughs> and he died at the venue where uh, PWG normally wrestles out of California. Basically, it was his hit them writing him off the show since he was going to WWE. That, but how they, funny instead of that, just writing him off, they killed him they off. Killed him. How, how funny was that to, to start this week with Britt Baker and wondering why they killed him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the uh, the Bucks are uh, leaving Japan, and for the first time, they don't know when they're coming back. So uh, uh, we got a, a bunch of vlogs uh, with uh, for them. Uh, they land in uh, Chicago from uh, from Japan and. Uh, Hop on a, a, a Tony Khan's private jet to head to Jacksonville for the rally, and uh, that jet's that jet's kind of nice, ain't it? Styling and profiling, brother. Woo! That was uh, one hell of a, and, and that was Tony serving the kids some 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 veggies too. On the wasn't that him showing up there? I think if I remember right. I don't was remember. It? I don't remember seeing Tony in the shot. I don't know who that was then. I thought that was Tony for some reason. Um, the Bucks are now in Jacksonville, and uh, the first guy they run into is Hangman Adam Page, and uh, they're all psyched about the rally. And Hangman is especially psyched; he's wearing his bolo. They talk about how the Bucks are going to have to spend about thirty days in uh, in uh, at Disneyland. They're excited. We uh, we cut to Scorpio Sky and, 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 and Kaz. They're having a little wine. And uh, poor Scorpio had a case of the Snickers, didn't he? <laughs> S- Snickers. Snickers. So I guess the narrative is he's afraid of Matt showing up now on any candy reference. So he has, yep. to, he has to hop mm-hmm. on a plane, 
Actually, he has to go home, shove any kind of clothes he can find into his suitcase, <laughs> get on that plane, run to a rental car, run into the hotel, check in, get the key, go into his room. That's not even enough, guys. we got we got to bar the door with all the furniture so nobody can get in. So once once the once the door is completely blocked, Scorpio can relax on his bed, right? Mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. <laughs> There's Matt, stone cold face, with a Snickers in hand. <laughs> How fucking funny was that whole thing? Was I just don't get it. I, see, this is why. This is why when people say, "Are you worried about the creative?" No, in, in AEW on because they have to. They're going to have to produce weekly TV. I'm like, no, because let's face it. Yes, it's a smaller time span. It's 15, 20 minutes a week. But these guys have been producing weekly television storylines for a long freaking time now. Yeah. Like over, they over know what years. they're doing. Absolutely. Oh my god, that was so uh, and, fun. And the and, fact that they keep, they keep on coming up with these crazy creative ideas over this silly candy bar gimmick with 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 Scorpio and Matt, it, to could, me, just says that like we're creatively we're going to be in really good hands here. I, I could use a like I'm not, I could not use a hundred like one of the few things I'm not worried about in AEW is the creative. I'm like I'm not worried at all. I, I could use a hundred grand right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that was some good stuff, and we all knew it was coming. We we were just waiting. We all knew Matt was in the room. I'll speak for y'all, right? Right. Yeah, we all yeah we all knew the punchline, but it didn't make it any less entertaining. <laughs> no, it was so because so, sometimes the 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 obvious way to go is the best way to go. <laughs> that was the best. Uh, we cut to the uh, the uh, the AEW rally in Jacksonville. They show Cody speaking. They show the Bucks making their entrance. They uh, show the the double or nothing announcement uh, for MGM Grand. Uh, they also the next day they show some looks what looks appears to be kind of like promotional photo shoot for uh, for AEW. Uh, the Bucks in their uh, in their gold and black gear, which are the AEW colors. Uh, Hangman, he's flexing, he's posing, showing off them delts. He's jacked, but not as jacked as Pac. Ouch. <laughs> oh, that got his attention, didn't it? <laughs> and uh, they replayed the great scene from the rally when Pac showed up to confront Hangman Page. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Joey Janela is in the uh, the Jaguars indoor practice facility. At, you know, he can't he, he can't wrestle yet. He's he's still recovering from injury so is he is he going to try to perfect like kind of be like mr perfect and try to find uh you know try to be perfect at everything and but uh well well football ain't it though is it boys not even oh my that, that, that was not a good throw that was not i, I ain't even gonna lie that's probably like something i would throw me too I, I i i am not good at throwing the football i've always wanted to be good at throwing the football but i've never been able to get a good spiral on it I, so when he threw that football <laughs> that reminded me of something that i would have done yeah i was a so. i was a running i was a running back for a reason i could not throw the ball either <laughs> uh how about scu doing their this is the worst town promo from in the center of the indoor facility with the camera way back, and they're just screaming at the top of their lungs. How great was that? 
<laughs> this is the worst. The only thing I didn't like about that is I was not able to make out every word. Yeah, and I want and I wanted to make out every word because I love those segments so much. Like I get for the comedic effect what they were trying to do, yeah. but I really wish I could have understood everything that they said. But I, I could I could not make it out. Another another great moment after that was uh, Cody introducing a new a new man to the AEW family, <laughs> Mr. MJF, and uh, MJF you know is is one of the great young heels in the business right now. And uh, MJF uh, acting cordial when Cody's around, but as soon as Cody steps out of the room for a minute, he's not as cordial, is he? Not at all. Just like Cody. <laughs> that was hilarious when he—he's just like Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it when Cody poked his head back in. Hey, great! These guys are great. These guys are my buddies. My you—you you fucking suck. You're my. <laughs> What's this coffee? It's cheap ass shit. It's five dollars. <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> Uh, can you tell that so we, good. can you tell that we love being the elite in AEW? And, and I and I and I love the fact that being the elite is going to become a weekly, yes. short a short end AEW television product. Basically, yeah, because they're going to use it to get all the talent over that have not really been focused on on you know on being the elite before, and it's just it's it's freaking awesome. On top and of I, that, and I and I love it so much. On top of that, I mean. These could be longer episodes too. Normally they're fifteen minutes. Well, this week it was twenty. Sometimes yep. they've done thirty. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think it was MJF's debut on Being the Elite. Um, Janela's return. Janela's been on Being the Elite a couple times. I uh, feel like MJF has been on before. He might have been I, on one. Maybe. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, leading up to All In, we were talking about. Yeah. This. Yeah. Exactly. I felt like he was on the, on one of those. But uh, he had a great segment there with Cody. Um, they show the crowd. Uh, Thank God for being the elite because we could actually hear how loud the crowd was where we couldn't really on the live stream. Uh, yeah, the, the, odd, the, the odd, they needed some help with that audio. Uh, the crowd showing the AEW rally towels and, and just going nuts as the, the BTE filming crew went down the line. And then we see Chris Jericho. And uh, they replayed Jericho's great speech from AEW. Um. What I thought was cool, guys, was, uh, of course, after Jericho's speech, they played the uh, the, the fireworks above the stadium, and I, I love that they cut to, to Cody and Matt and Nick and just the genuine look of happiness on their face when those fireworks were going off. Yeah, And they cool. should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how, how can you not be happy about you know what you were just able to pull off? Yeah, that was, that was really cool to see. That was the end of Being of the Elite this week, another spectacular episode. It's only going to get better here from here, as Matt said, with the simple fact that, uh, uh, you know, this is going to be the catalyst for 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 the company now, and it's turned in. It's gonna it's going to be kind of funny how this is, it, it, and I never even thought about it that way, Matt. But it's going to evolve into the weekly television program without wrestling. It's going to be the weekly story program, yep, to, to flesh out characters and shit. Which I think is a great way to start with things before, until you end up on whatever you end up on, which Absolutely. it seems like it's going to be. Yeah. Everybody keeps saying Time Warner, so it looks like it could be TNT TBS. You know, if that's what it ends up being, holy shit, guys! Uh, like and, and just for, for real, it's crazy. For viewership's sake, uh, this the video came out yesterday. Uh, one hundred seventy-seven views, one hundred seventy-seven thousand views. So almost two hundred thousand views already for that for that just that episode of being the elite. 
looked awesome. Speaking of awesome, this Saturday afternoon for us, afternoon for us, evening across the pond, NXT TakeOver, NXT UK TakeOver became the first ever TakeOver for the brand in Blackpool, England, and and gentlemen, it it delivered, let's just say. You think? (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, they make a great team. I'm... I'm getting more and more impressed with Vic Joseph. I, I'm almost putting Vic Joseph. I, I'm almost putting him ahead of Tom Phillips now on play by play. Like I think he, he's a solid. Th- he's a solid three to Morrow number one, Cole two. I, I really am liking Vic Joseph. Him and him and Nigel work really well together. Uh, from I, I would agree with that. Yeah, two hundred five live and uh, now mm-hmm. NXT UK, where they probably I believe they they kind of record their commentary on tape from the States, but in this case, they were actually in attendance at uh, the Empress Ballroom. The first match of the evening was uh, to crown the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions, and of course, one of the best tag teams in the UK, Mustache Mountain, came out, uh, dressed out in tights that were a tribute to the British Bulldogs. Uh, They even did a couple of of sweet uh, moves uh, to honor Dynamite Kid. Um... They faced Zach Gibson and, uh, and, uh, geez, I'm drawing a blank there. James Drake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> drawing a blank there. Guys, this was, uh, if there was any way to set the tone for TakeOver, I mean, outside of the main event, this is probably my second favorite match of the evening. This tag team, I mean, we, you know, Zach Gibson, James Drake, we we kind of know what we got we get from them but we definitely know what we get from bait and trent seven and got some of that shit including including like a doomsday dive on the outside like a doomsday device where trent tyler bait about died i mean that was insane yeah yeah that was scary that was a scary spot oh my god but gentlemen i i don't know if you would agree with me but i mean this was my favorite match of the night up until the main event kicked into gear this was i was gonna say my the main event was my favorite match of the night mine too i I, yeah this was this was very very good it was a great way to kick off the show once that main event kicked into gear and we'll talk about it once that main event kicked into gear holy fuck but yeah this was tremendous um and uh i believe we did we all across the board call it the heels getting the win didn't we Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty sure we did. Because uh, we're smart. Uh, and, and this guy hasn't watched hardly any UK, and, and I kind of felt like that was the best thing to do. And, well, we all know, you know, that we all know that uh, in the NXT universe, the best thing to do usually will happen. So, um, tremendous, tremendous match there. Uh, it puts over, you know, it, it puts a shine on Zach Gibson, who was... Uh, uh, Competed against uh, Pete Dunn for the title a, a while back, and uh, you know, and, and the the uh, the younger Drake, and uh, it, it kind of puts them on the map and uh, beating an established hell of a team, two thirds of British strong style. So it was tremendous. Uh, next up was the the Irish Ace Jordan Devlin, set to uh, he was uh, set to take on. <clears throat> He was set to take on uh, Banks, uh, Travis Banks. Uh, they showed how earlier in uh, the arena or the hotel, I can't remember what, what it was, but earlier where uh, Devlin attacks Banks 
viciously, I might add, and uh, many times, even after they tried to break it up, uh, worked on the knee a little bit. Well, Banks showed a little fire, tried to get a little retribution for uh, for what happened earlier in the day. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Devlin got the upper hand and uh, worked on the knee so bad that he couldn't continue. So NXT UK, Johnny Saint came out. And uh, what's, what's his assistant's name again? You guys know? I, don't uh, I have no I idea. Don't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, Johnny Saint came just, out. And- just, call him, just call him Dwight Schrute. <laughs> we'll just talk about Johnny Saint. He is the assistant to the general manager. <laughs> he is, which is yes, it's it's clearly a, a play off the office. No, he, I'm the assistant general manager. No, the assistant to the general manager. Yep. <laughs> Johnny Saint says, "I I had a feeling you were going to pull this, Jordan. You jobber." After jobber. Jor- Jordan said he's the greatest Irish wrestler alive, I had a feeling you were going to pull this here, but we got a backup plan. And out comes Finn Balor, and holy fuck, the pop for Finn. Nope, was anybody expecting it? I mean, I know when he maybe he kind of played his hand when he said he's the best Irish wrestler alive, but did you honestly expect Finn Balor to show up in Blackpool? Well, he was there for the launch of the UK yeah. Performance Center. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not a, it was not a massive surprise, but it was still a great thing for... It was a great thing for the audience, nonetheless. And it was a great thing for the brand overall. The UK universe erupted when he came out, and uh, it was spectacular. <clears throat> Don't die on us, JV. I'm trying not to. <clears throat> Went down the wrong hole. <laughs> uh, of course, they showed. They said how um, Finn Balor was the trainer, trainer and mentor to to Devlin. And uh, so, are, are we going to get a little handshake beforehand? Nope. The Irish slaps him, and. Uh, <clears throat> that kicks off. Should we, do, should we talk about this match when Jamie gets a drink? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, dr- I'm taking a drink right now. <clears throat> uh, Ballard tried to end it early with the coup de gras, but that didn't happen. And uh, what we got from there was a uh, pretty damn good match between the two di- two Irishmen, didn't we? Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a very good match. It was a good match. And the, and the right guy won, clearly. Well, yeah. Devlin's not quite at that level yet, but uh, Devlin... I think he could rise up with the ranks in the singles division. I, I fully, I fully uh, could see that. You guys? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. A lot. I mean, real big. Yeah, he's a good hassle. <laughs> and um, of course, in the end, Finn ba- uh, Finn Balor hits that coup de gras. We could we could say Finn Balor had a great week this week, didn't he? Sure did. I would certainly say so. Uh, they showed Luke Menzies in the crowd. You may have seen him on NXT before. Uh, he's an impressive young gentleman who uh, will be competing in the UK division. Next up is a no DQ match between Dave Mastiff and <clears throat> excuse me, Dave Mastiff and uh, Dennis. Uh, God, this article I'm reading is very terrible with the names. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the article's fault. It is. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with all the UK guys just yet, but. Um, help me out here, guys. You guys aren't helping out, so <laughs> you're the one that you're the one that takes the lead. We just tell you what we think afterwards. There we go. I'm getting myself a, a little better view here. 
Uh, next up is uh, Eddie Dennis taking on Dave there Mastiff. There you go. No DQ match. Dave Mastiff, that's that's a, a, a basically the best comparison I'd say is this dude's a a, a little more agile version of Vader. That that sound about right to you? With a beard. With a beard. Yeah, with a beard. Dave Mastiff's a guy I'd love to have a pint with. Eddie Dennis, man, uh, let me tell you something. This guy's in. This guy's very interesting. Uh, he's a, he was a uh, a teacher, a former headmaster. Dude, smart as fuck, and the dude is like seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Um, wow. <laughs> thank you, Big Cass, for ruining the fact that we can't say that without after saying seven foot tall. Uh, what did you guys see out of this match? I I thought for uh, a ten minute no DQ match, these guys did a great job of, of beating the hell out of each other and some great spots. And uh, I, I kind of like Dennis as, as a, a tall, a tall kind of monstrous heel, even though he's not like he, he's a little skinnier and then Mastiff, He's just, he's just a fucking truck. What'd you guys see out of this? No DQ match. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. I, I would definitely agree with that. It was the main match that I really wasn't looking forward to, but in the end it, it turned out okay for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is the NXT UK Women's Championship. Uh, Tony Storm, big pop for Tony Storm coming out as she takes on the first ever champion, Rhea Ripley. And uh, this one uh, had uh, Ripley in control for the most part of it. But uh, thanks to a second Storm Zero and Matt correctly predicting uh, a hell of an emotional moment for Tony Storm winning the UK championship. Um, it was, uh, it wasn't a lengthy match, but, uh, with what they had, the you know, like that about 15 minutes, I guess it was actually a fairly lengthy match. It, it, I was going to say, like, I thought, I thought the match it, went it, for, a, for a good bet. It seemed, it seemed like it went by, by a flash because it was so good. Right. Yeah. I would, that I would agree with, but I, I definitely felt it was given its time. Yeah. I did not think it was 15. I thought it was 10 and I looked at, Oh, it was 15 minutes and, yeah, they were. That was a hell of a match, and that that women's division. I mean, the, the top of that women's division's in good hands with with Storm and, and Ripley. Um, are you guys familiar enough with the UK roster? Do you know what would make a good a next a good next feud for for Storm? I don't think I don't think her and Ripley are done yet. I think that's going to continue for yeah. That's going to draw off a I little do. bit. I I don't think that's done yet. Then we got the UK Championship. Joe Coffey, he was uh, joined by his Gallus teammates, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Uh, they did not go to the ring with him, so that was good. I, I didn't want Overbook City here. Because um, I kind of thought, when I saw those guys in the ring, I think, oh, maybe Mustache Mountain will will accompany Dunn. But uh, no, it was just those two guys beating the holy fuck out of each other, right? They beat the that's shit that's out pretty of much it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, the match was great. Uh, the early part was uh, some great technical wrestling, just a whole lot of technical wrestling. There are uh, almost every wrestling match. There's a time where the gears change, you know, and sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's good. The gear change in this match was fucking amazing, wasn't it? I mean, once it just ramped up, it was fucking amazing from the from the rest of the way out, wasn't it? I thought the match was off the charts, and I loved the is is the uh is Vince watching 
chance. Yeah, that was that awesome. He got during that. And, and, and how many of us are calling bullshit to the answer on Vince's tweet? Oh, I don't believe him for a fucking second. He didn't watch that shit. I even replied to him with the uh, with the Anchorman gift that says, uh, <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, and I, I don't. And I, don't. I don't believe him for one fucking second that he saw that show. Fuck no. Uh, Somebody called him and sent him a text message that said, yep. "Hey, yep. they're chanting for you. They're chanting X, Y, and Z." And yeah, if he was watching, he'd be pissed at the fact that the ring announcer lets the fans chant "One Fall." Probably. What's that shit? I shut them up. I fucking universe. Ugh, fucking Vince. I, the man that can't remember somebody's full name, so he has to cut it short. Andrade. Um, Lashley. But is he's, they're still calling him Bobby Lashley, though, right? No, they haven't, they're they're calling him Lashley. Lashley. Are they just calling him Lashley now? Lashley. Okay, wait, I didn't wait, even wait, realize that he the Bobby. Wait till Donovan Dijakovic comes to the main roster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we're going to just go with I don't even Jack. know why Triple H set that man up for failure with that name. That name ain't making it to the main roster. No, no, no. we're going to go with Die Jack, pal. Well, that's what just, everybody knows me as anyways, Vince. So be just Jackovich. Maybe, maybe, Jackovich. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a Die Jack knew something. He goes, you know, if I go by something else on NXT, Vince will go to Die Jack once I get to the main roster, which is what I'm, maybe, maybe that was his plan. That's what I'm used too. Maybe that's maybe that's his plan all of along. He's like, I know he's going to call me Dijek when I get up there. So, um, just amazing near falls in this match, and and I was like, I, I was asking Matt and Daryl uh, twice. It looked like Dunn was going for the bitter end from the top rope, and they uh, first time just coffee spills to the outside. The second time, coffee brings drags Dunn to hell with him, which was an amazing spot. And I go. Were they just not able to pull that move off? And you guys were like, "No, you thought that was part of the part of the plan." I I, I definitely think it was part of the plan. Uh, but in the end, uh, it, it, it wasn't a bitter end that actually ended it. Even though Dunn hit three of them, he put on a submission, and Coffee had nowhere to go, and basically he was going to get his fingers busted open. And so he had to tap out. And in the end, after an amazing 35-minute match, Pete Dunne still your UK champion. He has the modern-day record. It's kind of funny how they mentioned like guys like Hogan, San Martino, who held the uh, four for, for uh, over 1,000 days and over 2,000 days in case of San Martino. How, do you think Dunne reaches 1,000 days with this title? He's, at, he's like 650 right now, I think. I think they can let Dunn run for that title as long as they want Dunn to run with that title. As long as they want to, yep. Um, I, I think it's actually just a hair over. He, I think he just crossed six, so uh, cross out the 650. He just crossed 600 days not too long ago. Yeah, it was 601 at TakeOver. Uh, Tyler Bate, by comparison's sake, held it for 125. Uh, oh, look at that. You know, First UK TakeOver, they pull up the graphics, and that ain't the end of the show. A uh, very imposing figure came out to stare down Pete Dunne by the name of Walter. The Austrian monster has arrived in UK. I believe he signed in November, if I remember correctly. And I guess this guy's a pretty big deal because the, the, the crowd was hyped to see him show up. 
Uh, he goes by the Ring General. Um, I watched a match of his this week on YouTube against Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not impressed? I, I'm not going to say that I'm not impressed, but I don't. To me, the verdict's still out on the guy. Yes, he's really big. He's very imposing. He can do a lot of stuff. He's um, not going overdone. I wouldn't put him overdone, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Uh, I don't know, Daryl. Have you seen much? Have you seen much of Walter? No, I haven't. That was my first time actually seeing him. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of him, but I haven't. I had not watched his work, so, so I actually wanted to sit down and watch a match before we recorded. So I watched him and uh, him and Osprey. I'm assuming from like a year ago for like the internet title in in, uh, in Defiant Wrestling. Um, yeah, the match. I thought, I thought the match was good, but it, I, I wasn't blown away. You know, if that if that makes sense. Um, well, we'll see. The, the verdict to me, the verdict's out on him. I know he's a big name over there, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to do great things in the NXT UK brand. But like, I didn't view. I don't view him as like the second coming, like some other people have the, over the past over the past several days. The crowd went nuts though when he came out. So he, oh he's, no, he's I'm, probably not, doing I'm definitely well. not arguing that. Yeah. Uh, I I think if we. Uh, Put out a poll, uh, we would give this a letter grade of A, wouldn't we? Yeah, it was it was a solid pay per view. Yeah. Or there was, there was nothing to bitch about at all. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, I definitely think the show was worth. It was definitely a worthy. I mean, the lowest match on the card, the worst match on the card was probably the no DQ match, and that was still it wasn't that was even good. bad. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I would if I put my Meltzer hat on, I would have gave it three and a half stars, probably. You know, something like that. Shut up, Meltzer. <laughs> uh, let's uh, fly through some headlines. We've already covered a lot, so I'm going to fly through headlines, so bear with me here. But first, let's talk about a major headline. Uh, as we know, on Monday Night Raw, Braun Strowman was stripped of his chance of, of uh, competing for the Universal title by Vince McMahon himself. We'll cover that in, in more detail on Monday Night Raw. The assumption was Strowman's not cleared after his elbow surgery in November, but according to Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer, that no, 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 no. For several weeks, the plan was to remove Strowman from the match because, according to Vince, he's losing momentum. Do you buy Who's that? Whose fault is that? <laughs> Hello! Fucking slap nut. Oh, hey, we haven't done this in a while, but... Oh, me! Yeah! Yeah, uh, I I think one I think one of the main like Mike Johnson covered it for PW Insider earlier this morning. I, to me, I, I and I agree with him. I think one of the main reasons he was removed was because WWE realized that they weren't they didn't want to put the title on Braun, but they didn't want to have Braun lose again to Brock Lesnar and take another defeat. So they wrote their way out of it. Uh, does that mean that Finn doesn't have a chance in hell, and they're probably still full steam ahead to WrestleMania? Unfortunately, probably. Um, but but a, damn it, I would fear. really like I would really like to hope and believe that WWE gets their head out of their ass and gets that title off of Brock at, at the Royal Rumble because I just I can't take it anymore. I, I I know we can't take it anymore, and I've got a little light at that tunnel. He interact. <clears throat> he interacted with Vince on Raw. I I that might be your tipping point to to, to tip the hand that Vince is putting it on him. Uh, to give him finally that run he's never had. Uh, I feel better than most Lesnar title defenses on this one, that we're having a change, just because of the facts that are laid out in front of us. 
we don't know what is what what the UFC what what all that's going to happen. We don't know. So you're going to really have the title on? I mean, Vince is dumb enough to probably have the title on him. He's dumb enough to have WrestleMania in New York, where it could be a blizzard in April. So, <laughs> so yeah, when you roll the dice and you get lucky on something like that once, don't um, tempt it again, right? <laughs> it would be smart enough not to not to go double or nothing and attempt it again. All right. Uh, um, but here we are. I'm going to Rumble, so I'm going to say Balor wins at this point. But I'll say this: if it, if he comes out and you have what two weeks left before the Rumble, if you don't get any announcement between now and next week's Raw or any indication that the demon's coming, and that demon comes, oh, we're, we we ain't going to know until the music hits on uh, at, at Chase Field. I will say this: if that demon comes out, he is not losing to Brock. Nope. Nope. I hope you guys are right. I'm not nearly as confident in this as you guys are. If they, huh? I'm just saying, if they that, do, if they fr- do that, if they roll out the demon and he loses, that's the dumbest shit ever. Uh, well, it's not like Vince hasn't done dumb shit before. You know, it, it, true. It, uh, to steal a line from Daryl, I'm going to speak it into existence because I'm going to be in attendance at the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to speak it into existence that Finn Balor is the universal two-time universal champion. I'm with it. I want it. I, I I want it too. But I like I said, I I don't have nearly con- nearly the confidence in this that you guys do. Like I really don't. I'm uh, I'm, wor- I'm worried about this match. You know, like the whole discussion on Busted Open Radio today was, do you believe in Finn Balor? Duh. And if I was able to, if I was able to call in to the show, my answer would have been simple. It's not that I don't believe in Finn Balor. I do believe in Finn Balor, you but don't I believe don't in believe in Vince. There was truth. And, I mean, there was a lot of, and that's the problem. There was a lot of truth in, that was said in that ring that that Finn said, "You don't believe in me." I think that was from the heart. It was. It was a shoot. Yeah, it, it could have been scripted for him, but don't tell me he didn't believe what he was saying. Exactly. Uh, let's run through some quick uh, quick headlines real quick. Uh, Ring of Honor World uh, Women of Honor Champion Kelly Klein has signed a new deal with the company. No big surprise considering she's holding the gold right now. Um, and I don't think anybody was rushing out to sign her either. Ooh. I'm <laughs> just saying. Ooh. Uh, SmackDown's ratings from last week on the 8th of January, a slight dip to $2.03 million. Raw. Hey, Raw's happy that there's no more in Monday Night Football. Uh, they go up to two point eight million uh, with the. Uh, I believe this is the second week without Monday Night Football, so they continue to to get a little bit of audience back. And hello, third hour, two point six million for this week. Uh, so raw numbers definitely good. And uh, and overall, it was a decent show in terms of of Monday Night Raw. Correct. Oh yeah, and if mm-hmm. I'm Finn, I'm if I'm Finn, I'm pointing at those numbers exactly. And I'm like, look, look what you guys 2. did with me with, with me on the with me on the TV all the, as much as I was on the TV last night. Look, look at that look, motherfucker! Look, look what you guys did. Look at that! I, I would mother- totally be pointing at that. Look at that motherfucking third hour, two point six million. That Raw they hardly, has not, they hardly lost any viewers from hour two to hour three. Raw has not seen two point six in hour three in in forever. It's been a long time. And I'm just saying, like, last night was – there was a lot of Finn Balor mm-hmm. on that on that program last night. There's a lot of and for them made, too. to stay <laughs> and maintain what they did, um, t- to, me that, to me that says a lot about how the audience in general 
feels about Finn Balor. Because we were all bracing for that groan of John Cena winning, right? We were all yeah. We were all oh getting that. God. We were all dude. Getting... When he came out, when he came out with Vince, I I about I about I about died. <laughs> I, I, I I literally I literally thought I was gonna bust like a blood I, vessel, my brain or something. I, I tried to I tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit and go. Well, at least I'll get a witness history and see the title come off of Lesnar. So, <laughs> well, we don't have to worry about that now. Thank God. Uh, if you're a big fan of well, Samoa, yeah, I'd still like to see the title come off of Lesnar. Well, yeah, and we're going to hopefully. Uh, if you're a big fan of Samoa Joe, uh, he now has launched a YouTube channel, so go uh, go search him up there. Uh, he's got a brand new channel out. Um, Doing what? Just vlogging, man. Uh, the one he, the one video he released was just him talking in the car. So. Interesting. I'll have to go give that a look after we get off of here. Uh, Hidden Gems this week, uh, which has uh, been a great addition to the WWE Network. A lot of a lot of British stars highlighted. I, I go figure with with UK takeover happening. Uh, some some uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, uh, Stampede Wrestling from '81, for example. Hart Brothers and Davy Boy Smith taking on J.R. Foley's Army. Uh, something newer. Uh, a live event NXT June eighth of twenty seventeen. Pete Dunne took on Mark Andrews for the UK title. So uh, some pretty cool uh, British wrestling added to the to the the uh, the hidden gym section. AEW continues to take over the world, the universe, so to speak. And uh, more merch is coming out by the minute. Chris Jericho unveiled his new shirt. AEW is Jericho, and it's a pretty fucking great shirt, isn't it? You ain't lying, brother. Well wishes to Jerry Lynn, the former Ring of Honor ECW World Champion, underwent hip replacement surgery uh, last week, and so uh, he uh, is recovering from that, so get well soon, brother. Eva Marie is going to return to television uh, very soon, actually, uh, as, as she will take part in the upcoming Celebrity Big Brother that is set to launch in uh, early or late January, January twenty. First, unlike other Big Brothers, this is a really short one. The final is going to be in uh, uh, February thirteenth, so it's kind of a kind of a mid-season kind of thing to to kind of just throw out there. But Eva Marie will be on the Celebrity Big Brother this season. Uh, Bobby Roode was interviewed by Sky Sports recently and asked what his dream WrestleMania match would be this year, and he said against the Revival for the tag titles. And uh, he says he would love to see it be a best of three falls or an Iron Man match. I would be down for that, guys. Yeah, no I'm complaints. Here for it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Daryl. Hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Daryl's in fuck the revival mode, isn't he, Matt? <laughs> yeah, damn right. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, he, uh, for the kids that don't know, he uh, outed Taven uh, for something uh, from a tryout way back when. and. Fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yet another one gone from Impact Wrestling. This time it's a backstage interview where Mackenzie Mitchell has decided to leave the company. If I'm AEW, I'm picking her up immediately. Word. <laughs> she was the best backstage interview they've had in a long time. True. WWE announced uh, last week that they will hold the first ever Worlds Collide tournament over the Royal Rumble Access events where uh, talents from NXT, 205 Live, and UK will compete. And uh, the idea is to get fans attending to see uh, cross-branded matches they would normally not see. Uh, the tournament will be taped for a WWE Network special. 
and uh, that is why WWE trademarked Worlds Collide, which I believe we talked about last week on the episode uh, of the reason why, and it's now a, a reality. Representing NXT is going to be Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Otis Dozovich. Uh, representing UK, Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. Representing 205 Live, Cedric Alexander, Humberto Calillo, uh, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, and TJP. And apparently Humberto Carlio has not debuted for the brand yet, but I... Oh, he, he, he did on 205 Live today. He was, yeah. uh, he was tagging on NXT, wasn't he, with uh, Raul Mendoza? Yeah, he debuted tonight as Buddy Murphy's mystery opponent. Ah, he, he was, he's got a lot of energy. I, I, I was really impressed with him. Mendoza doesn't quite move around in the ring as well as he should, but I was really impressed with Carlio with a couple of jaw, uh, squash matches they had on NXT. <clears throat> so this first ever Royal Rumble access is set for the Phoenix Convention Center from the 25th to the 27th. I don't think I'm attending. I'm already going to take over Rumble and Raw, so... Yeah, don't give Vince any more of your money. Well, I'm already miffed the one time I went to access, and I'm in the line forever for Paul Heyman, and they, I get replaced by Darren Young and, and Zack Ryder. Though it was great to meet Zack Ryder. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Busted Open Radio tweeted a, a clip of uh, Jericho claiming that All Elite Wrestling has multiple television offers, and he goes, uh, he, he said, I would have not gone to All Elite if there wasn't a strong TV deal on the table being worked on. There's a couple I know of that are on the table. And uh, Jericho said, that's why AEW will fur- further legitimize itself when it enters, when the TV deal is announced. So I'm excited. Yeah, you listen to Jim Ross. Jim Ross is already implying that the T believes that the TV deal's already done. Yep. Do you feel it's Turner? And they're just and they're just waiting for they're waiting for the to announce it. I do. You do. You feel it's Turner? I do. I feel. I feel it's TNT. Wasn't uh? Wasn't there uh? Wasn't there like a uh? Something from Mike Johnson like maybe a year or two ago that said that TNT wanted to get back in the game for wrestling. I don't recall. I swear there was an article about that. Either them or TBS, which is same, same. So, As Matt mentioned earlier, as we were talking to TakeOver UK, there is now a performance center in the UK. And uh, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, the British Strong Style trio, uh, were on Good Morning Britain. And they announced that there is a performance center, but it's in a secret location. Oh, not, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's not Area 51, huh? No. Uh, for you Stardom fans, uh, they are switching server hosts, and a revamped version of their streaming service will be coming out on January 29th. Uh, it'll cost eight fifty US dollars. There will not be live event streaming, but they'll continue to post events up on the service within a week after the events happen. So if you're a Stardom fan... Uh, subscribe to the service or looking to subscribe to the service uh, that's going to have a little bit of a revamp at the end of the month Uh, the big elephant in the room once Jericho showed up at the AEW rally was did Vince McMahon know and uh, while Chris Jericho was on Busted Open Radio uh, earlier in the week he said that he's had conversations with Vince McMahon the relationship with him and Vince is amicable and he was aware all along that he was going to sign with All Elite Wrestling so you know the 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 fact that you know he disappeared into the the 
alumni section of the of the website so quickly it was not a Vince knee jerk reaction. Apparently, I mean, I, I, why why would Jericho bullshit on this, right? Nah, I'm not arguing. Nah, not at all. Like he said once, he said it plenty of times, even before when he went to New Japan, that him and Vince have a very, very, very good relationship. And man, I mean, what a way! What 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 a star to be a found a, a foundation of your. I mean, we're talking about mega star. What what a mega star to have in your hat. With a with with a base of stars already, it's it's great to have Jericho there. I'm happy, I'm excited. We all are, man. I mean, we're we're all in, aren't we? I guess you could say. Absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, some MLW notes. Col- uh, Court Bauer is in Japan with some meetings. He says the promotion is close to having some new international television deals. Uh, he says they're not in Japan, even though he's in Japan. But uh, there's uh, more details coming soon there. Ricky Martinez has signed a three-year deal with the promotion. Um, MLW has been also said that they are very happy with their event sales for the 2300 Arena in Philly as they return there very soon. Uh, MGF will return to the company in Philly as well. So he's, I, I believe he, if wasn't that out that MGF is not exclusive AEW? Which MGF and Joey Janela both signed non-exclusive contracts, mm-hmm. so they can both still work the independence. So you'll probably see MGF on uh, on. You apparently probably... there's some kind of working relationship already with MLW and AEW, mm-hmm. from my understanding. That's not a bad thing either, is it? No, it's definitely not. Especially when you dude, got- I'm telling you what, I've watched some clips of that um, OWE oh, yeah. promotion. Holy G- G- shit. Chima, I think, or something like that? D- the, Oriental, the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be as revolutionary for United States wrestling as it was in the mid-90s when ECW started bringing in the Luchadors. Nice. L- L- like, L- L- they're, do- they're doing stuff that I've never seen before. Link us up on people, Twitter. People are going to be blown away when they see some of this stuff. Like, it's it's incredible. Put that on I the- guess I'll be watching this tonight after we finish recording. Link us up on the Twitter and uh, maybe put it on the LMTMC and maybe I'll put it on the put it on the Facebook if you can, too. I, I know you have access, so we'll, we'll share it with the world. But, uh, you know, it, it, I think we didn't we say this when we talked about the rally last week, if the bu- the Bucks are this hyped for this this type of wrestling, we should be too, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt, you just saw it firsthand, and you and yeah, uh, and all all I've seen some clips. Like I haven't seen like a full match or anything, but just the clips that I saw, I was just like, you know, damn, you know, I I'm I'm gonna throw some retweets on the Lost in the Big Card account right now, so you guys can go and you know take a look at them you know yourself but you know some some crazy some really crazy stuff that these guys are doing um people are people are going to be blown away now i know you guys uh have been wwe fans major wwe fans for for many 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 years um especially the 80s what what were your guys uh, back in the day? What were your guys' thoughts on on Jesse the Body Venture? Did you like him? Did you think he was a? Um, I mean, are we talking was... talk commentary or are we talking wrestler? Or... Mostly just as a personality. Now with with 
the 80s and such. I, I loved Ventura as, as a commentator Ventura. and a wrestler. Would you believe yeah. that he's never been at a pro wrestling convention ever? I, uh, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that, well, yeah that, honestly, that does not surprise me either. That's going to change on March 9th at the big event in Queens, New York, which is at the LaGuardia Plaza Hotel. Ventura is going to make his first ever pro wrestling convention appearance. So, wow! If you want to meet the uh, the legend himself, uh, great, great wrestler, but and a great personality and a great commentator in the eighties. If you want a chance to meet him, and if if you're heading up that way or, or in the area, Queens, New York, March 9th at the uh, Lagordia Plaza Hotel, he'll be doing a wrestling convention there for the first time ever. Also, oh, be pretty cool. Uh, ECW's former ECW star Joe Gertner is going to be on an episode of Ray Donovan coming up pretty soon, which is that's pretty interesting. Uh, Sabu's got an audio biography coming out soon, and it's titled "Sabu Scars, Silence, and Superglue." For those okay. that know, for those who know Sabu's story, the superglue part's pretty funny. Uh, that's going to be coming out uh, on. Uh, they'll be starting to take orders on February first for that, and uh, so some good stuff there. Uh, if you're a fan you of the- guys, those those retweets are up on the on Lost in the Big Card. If you guys want to go take a look at some of those clips, sweet. I'll uh, I'll I'll try to post it on the uh, Facebook page if you haven't done so already. Too, later. I have not done it on the Facebook. It's all on the Twitter machine. Twitter machine. Uh, if you're a fan of the Goldbergs on ABC, Good God Almighty. If you're a fan of the Goldbergs on ABC and you're a fan of pro wrestling, uh, you'll be happy to know that uh, Bill Goldberg will make his return to the Goldbergs, reprising his role of a high school coach. Uh, that'll be uh, coming up here later off in the year. Uh, Daniel Bryan talking about the Royal Rumble taking place in a baseball stadium, and he thinks it would be cool if they would enter through the dugouts. I think that's a pretty interesting concept, guys. With it being, yeah, dude, with with the field as big as it is, they're gonna they're, they're gonna have they're gonna have a big stage set up. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. it'd be it's an interesting concept though that Daniel Bryan came up with, but. How long is that ramp going to be? <laughs> be long. Hopefully not as long as the one in Orlando. <laughs> uh, Matt and I watched this after uh, Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, go out of your way to see Let Me Tell You Something, Gene. Or <clears throat> Let Me Tell You Something, Gene. Uh, very well done. Oh, my God. It was tremendous. Have you got a chance to watch it yet, Daryl? Not yet. Um, I'll probably watch it tonight. It's only a half hour. Tomorrow. So it's only a half hour, so it'll be easy to get in, but... It's a great chronicle of Gene's career, uh, and on top of that, we announced it on we, we announced it on Lost in the Midcard last week that uh, the uh, collection for me and Gene's also out there. But a great chronicle of Gene's career from the very beginnings all the way up until the end, uh, where he's doing voiceovers for Storytime. Tremendous! I highly recommend it. It was it was tremendously done. And speaking of comments, I have not watched this one, but Matt. You can vouch for uh, the Nigel McGuinness documentary was awesome too, huh? It was very, very good. No, nah, yes. I watched that one. That one was awesome. I dude, there's few companies out there to me nowadays that put together better documentaries than WWE. If their TV product was as good as their documentary team, <laughs> I, they would be they would be fucking incredible. And their video team because their video team is amazing too. <laughs> yeah, might be the same people that do the documentary stuff. Very, very well, could be. Uh, Alexa Bliss was interviewed about her in-ring status, and she says she's ready to return soon. Uh, but WWE is notably being very cautious because it's concussions, and um, 
She had a lot of issues in the short period of time. Yeah. And she said it was very heartbreaking to not be able to wrestle Trish Stratus at, at Evolution. Hopefully that can be reprised at Evolution 2, maybe. So, uh, But she has been in the ring of the Performance Center just waiting for the okay to return to the ring. I won't be surprised if she's in the Rumble. Yeah, and she said, it's a brain. You can't just tell it to, tur- to hurry up and heal. <laughs> I like that quote. Uh, a moment of bliss. This week was better than last, I'd say. Still Until, Ot- until Otis came out. Jesus. Ducky! I still laughed, but... Pretty you know. lady! Pretty lady, Tucky! My God. Undertaker is embracing social media. He, he joined. This Instagram. is the weirdest story of the week. He uh, joined Instagram several months ago. But now he has uh, created a, a Twitter account. Uh, Twitter.com slash The Undertaker. And uh, why do you say weird news of the week, Matt? The Undertaker tweeting. How is that not the weirdest news of the week? Yeah. The fact that he's kind of putting himself out there on social media. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Well, uh, one lady in McKenzie is gone. That means uh, another lady comes in for uh, Impact Wrestling. Lucha Underground's Melissa Santos is now a backstage interviewer for Impact Wrestling. Of course, her uh, boyfriend and father of child. Brian Cage is in that promotion as well. But uh, Melissa Santos. A lot is- better than Alicia Tal. She. Uh, Man, she is. I really my... hope AEW is not dumb enough to hire her. I know they used her at all in, but she is a terrible backstage interviewer. Please do not bring her into AEW. Yeah, yeah. And Melissa Santos is like one of my favorite ring announcers. She's got that little fire. I love it. I love it. But uh, she's going to be an interviewer there. Uh, Triple H did a recent interview with uh, News.AU in Australia as part of their uh, launch of their first ever international performance center and uh, asked if there's going to be an NXT Australia next. And uh, Triple H says, well, it depends on the passion. That's where we go first. Uh, the passion was so strong here in the U.K. There's a massive base. Uh, Australia is a good scene happening here right now. Obviously, there's a lot of Australian talent coming around. Uh, we're obviously keeping an eye on it, working on it, but there are large com- these are large commitments. So it's about when we have the level of interest and the belief that there's enough people for to succeed. He did note that he would hope there would be an NXT Australia within the next four or five years. Good idea or bad idea, guys? Yeah, you could do something with it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask this question, but we already brought it out. Uh, I I was going to. My next story was uh, Vince tweeting about UK takeover and if we were calling bullshit, and we already called bullshit, so. I totally called the shit of bull. Uh, new signing announced for the WWE three days ago. Uh, no surprise, as we reported it on Lost in the Midcard last week. Former Impact Wrestling star Trevor Lee has signed with the company uh, officially. And so um, the deal is done. And uh, I'm assuming eh, it could be. Uh, he's expected to enter NXT. I could see 205 Live as well, but I, it looks like the extra... No, he's definitely going through NXT first. Yeah. yeah. He's got to get the WWE way of things down first, right? Dude, they were putting Heyman Page in NXT first. Yeah. You know, they were putting... If they're, if they're going to put Heyman in NXT, fucking Trevor Lee ain't jumping NXT. They were splitting They were splitting the elite up, weren't they? Which was another one of their mistakes, and so probably another reason why they didn't choose to go there. Like, yeah, uh, no... Well, if, uh, if ROH couldn't have any more bad news, they, uh, a couple of their major players are, are injured. 
Um, at the TV taping in Atlanta, Georgia, Chris Saban has suffered a knee injury. Um, he's getting his knee checked out when he returns home. He's, of course, suffered knee injuries in the past. And, of course, one of the bright young stars is Flip Gordon, and Flip Gordon also <laughs> suffered a knee injury in his match against Tracy Williams in North Carolina. Uh, was unable to put weight on his leg afterwards, and the match was stopped. So uh, nothing updated uh, that I've seen yet on, on Flip. But not uh, I heard Saban's is more serious than Flip's. I hear, I hear... I hear that Saban's torn. Like I hear Saban torn his ACL, and I hear that um, Flip's injury was only like a strain or a sprain or, or something, something along those lines. Like a like a so, sprain, like a sprained PCL or something. Yeah, it's not some something like that. I I know he like I heard Flip's only going to be out for like a month, whereas Saban might want to just call it a career. No offense to Saban, but him and Alex Shelley. I don't know anybody in the last decade that has been injured on a more consistent basis than those two. I, I would just think about calling it a career at this point. Saban only 36, but that's his third D injury. If it is going to be a tear, that's his third serious yeah. knee injury. Yeah, in his I, I heard it was a tear. Mm. Sad. Uh, not, yeah. not, not good for ROH after losing the Elite right off the bat. But, uh, but don't worry, they have lifeblood now. Oh, my God. I, I wasn't even going to talk about that, but let's talk about that. Uh, Lifeblood is a new stable. I've ever seen, and yeah, I mean, I mean, the reaction on Twitter to it was the same as you, Matt, and uh, Juice Robinson, Tennille Dashwood, and everybody knew basically, right? Yeah, it's like, what are we gonna do with all these new guys we signed? Oh no, let's put them in the stable together. Derp, derp. <laughs> I don't even know who all's in it, but it just makes no sense. A bunch of rosebuds. That's Ouch. why, that's why uh, Honor Club status canceled. Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something, dummy. Dummy, let me talk to you. Paul Jordan from uh, PW Insider was looking at the social analytics site Social Blade uh, in regards to Impact Wrestling's Twitch channel, and over the last few weeks they've gained about 7,000 viewers to put them at 66,000 Seven seventeen, um, so not really an impressive increase considering they're putting Impact Wrestling. And what the fuck? They're not even archiving their episodes. What the? F- what? Why? They might not be able to, contractually with their cable company oh. deal. They might not be able to. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. They, they might be, you know, an in demand issue. That, that, so that's that's a good point. Uh, I feel like we started talking about this story when we first started Lost in the Midcard. Uh, current update on the Vince McMahon biography film, Pandemonium. <laughs> uh, Sounds terrible. Uh, actually, this was just reported last year is when it started, so I guess it was only been a year ago. It, seems it feels like, we, like it's been forever. Yeah, it seems like it's been since 2015 when we started that we've been talking about this, but... Uh, um, the uh, the script has been redone and is currently uh, being reviewed for a possible uh, uh, improve or uh, for feedback. And that that was in the last month. Uh, PW Insider reported that Bradley Cooper was offered the role of Vince McMahon. Uh, Cooper was God, waiting. I hope he turns that down. Cooper was waiting for an updated version of the script before making a decision. So no word if he's still involved. 
in that at all. I never wish to mix Rocket Raccoon with Vince McMahon in my entire lifetime. So please don't do it. These are facts. These are facts. I'm just saying, he's one of the biggest Eagles fans, so don't do that to my life. Uh, The Performance Center is getting full of veterans as uh, Fandango, Alexa Bliss, and Eric Rowan are in the building and add Sin Cara to that now as he's been out of action since August. He's now uh, working out at the Performance Center to get returned back to the ring. What do you do, trip over his trampoline? Yeah, you might have. What do you mean? You mean he doesn't jump and that's... what? You mean there's a trampoline there? (laughs) Uh, MLW has signed two new wrestlers. Um, Mance Werner, who is the reigning CZW champion, will debut for MLW on the 2nd of February at Super Fight in Philly. And they've also signed the Almighty Sheik, who is known as uh, Joey Machete in the past. Uh, Ring of Honor notes, Tracy Williams and PJ Black have officially signed with Ring of Honor. Another signing is in the works, according to Mike Johnson, PW Insider. That will be announced soon. Uh, Joey Joey Mercury has returned to work for Ring of Honor over the weekend. He's been back as a producer ever since his charges have been cleared. They signed Rush today. That's probably what the... Will you stop messing his name up, please? He's Rush as far as I'm concerned. Change the fucking spelling. Yeah, and maybe I'll change the pronunciation of his name. If it's Rush, spell it R-O-O-S-H. Thank you. (sighs) Or even even R-O-U-S-H. Give me something. Don't don't spell it Rush and tell me that it's going to be freaking different. R-O-U-S-H is one of the main main ownerships of NASCAR. That's Roush. And RUS is Rush, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Billy Corgan was present at the uh, latest tapings in Atlanta, Georgia, for Ring of Honor as well. Morale has uh, seemed to be good. Of course he does. He's looking to get Magnus work. With the exception of Chris Saban and Flip Gordon getting injured, morale backstage is said to be good at Ring of Honor. I bet it is. Yeah. I I Uh, believe. Oh! My Tommy gun don't. Another guy has joined the Performance Center group, and this guy's a name we care about. Sami Zayn is now at the Performance Center as of yesterday, Monday, the 14th. Uh, of course, we saw a vignette with him, and, and we also saw a vignette of Owens the same night that got us excited. So Sami Zayn hopefully uh, hopefully gets a, a, a little run at WrestleMania or something. Uh, Raw was in Memphis on Monday, and uh, while they were in Memphis, they decided to sign the Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler to a new two-year deal with WWE. So his contract had expired on the 10th of January. And yeah, don't tell me that didn't have anything to do with AEW. Yep, yep. A guy who they're barely bringing to TV all of a sudden got a new two-year contract and a pay raise, and he's going to be calling the Men's Royal Rumble. Don't tell me for one fucking minute that this didn't have to do with AEW. They couldn't get JR. Oh, that, that's the whole thing. I, 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 I think WWE did not want to reunite JR and the Kane in a, in a commentary booth together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they locked down the Kane. As Matt just said, he's going to be calling the Men's Royal Rumble match here. So I'll have to watch that on tape delay because I'm not going to hear any commentary where I'm at. Big, uh, big news uh, for this week uh, from Monday Night Raw. Uh, this may lead to some groans because of the announcement, the, the way that it was announced. But uh, the women's tag champions are here, are coming. The belts are unveiled. Uh, those belts were nice, aren't they? They're, they're pretty nice. They might I be like the them. nicest looking championships in WWE right now. Right. 
Three teams from each brand will battle inside the first ever women's tag team elimination chamber match, which I think is spectacular. This should be really easy to figure out. Like I'm yep. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna figure. We're, we're gonna figure this out right now. We're gonna, we're gonna tell you the six teams way before WWE does. Sasha Baylor. We're, we're gonna, or we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna figure this out. There's gonna be three from Raw. Let's face it. It's going to be Sasha and Bailey. Nia and Tamina. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. It's no. going to be Nia and Tamina. Alexa and mm-hmm. Mickey. No, I, I no. Don't. I think it's they, going to be Riot Squad. Alexa, they're okay. not putting Alexa Bliss inside a Hell in a Cell right now. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, elimination so, okay, Chamber. So they're Sarah, not doing Sarah, it. I think Sarah Riot, and Liv. And I think the Riot Squad. I think the Riot Squad is going to round it out. Are they going to have Lucha House rules for the Riot Squad? Oh fuck you! <laughs> on SmackDown. On SmackDown, it's going to be. It's going to be the Iconics. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Mandy and Sonya, mm-hmm. Naomi and, uh, and Naomi and somebody. the last thing I'm leaning on Naomi and Lana. Yeah, I think it's gonna as, be Naomi as, and somebody yeah. as the last team yeah. for on the Lana SmackDown the side. Lana's number one. So that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Sasha Bailey, Tamina, Nia Jax, the Riot Squad from Raw. SmackDown, you're gonna have the Iconics. You're gonna have Mandy and Sonya. You're gonna have Naomi and Lana. That's that's. Uh, those are my picks. But, Matt, you weren't happy with how uh, it was announced, were you? Well, it just felt like an afterthought. Just like Vince announcing that they were coming felt like an afterthought. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, like I dressed as fucking I, Santa. Yeah. And I don't – yeah, but, I mean, it's not like that was his main announcement. His main announcement was that John Cena was coming back. Yep. And, and like, the women's tag title announcement was just in there just kind of, like, thrown – With Heyman talking about the main event today. Throw one thing in there. Mm-hmm. So – Kentucky! But at the same time, I think the fact that the, the, this getting crowded inside of Elimination Chamber is a big deal, but I agree with you. It could have been – what's the word I'm looking for? Pushed a little better or, or, or given a yeah. little more importance on the announcement part of things? But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Uh, Shane Strickland has announced on Twitter uh, this uh, actually this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, that he's an officially a free agent once again. Uh, obviously, it sounded like it was a done deal that he was coming to NXT, but unfortunately, due to Lucha Underground contractual issues, the fact that I guess season four clearly is- he's not the only one suffering from those right now. Yeah, uh, season. Hi, Evelise. Yeah, season four is still going on, I believe. Um, they just they did the same damn thing to Ricochet. Yep, they did. So this he says he's a free agent again. So he's going to be working some dates, but I think in the end, once season four is up, it's going to be like Ricochet. He's going to be in NXT. Do you guys believe that? Yes, and I will love it so much. I want to see a swerve. I hope AEW steals him. Good point. See, now there's a landing point where where we will be happy on two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy with NXT. We'll be happy with AEW. Yep. 2019 is going to be the best year of pro wrestling in the history A of Lost in the time. Mid- in the history of Lost in the Midcard, at least. Well, that that is true. Uh, I, yeah, because our our first episode ever, uh, Daryl, if you you may not know this, but our first episode ever was after 2015 Royal Rumble when Rock won it in Philly and or, or Reigns won it in Philly and even The Rock couldn't save him from booze. Not at all. But we were defending Roman Reigns the whole time. I mean, we weren't booing. We weren't going, what the fuck, Vince? You know, because shortly well, after... Well, I sure the, as hell wasn't happy about it. No, but we were defending Reigns at the time, too, and, and 
and, and and eventually justified why he should he's fine with where he should be. But uh, yeah, and, and as, as Matt just said, <laughs> Evilise refused uh, from release as well. Fucking fucking lucha. Yeah, that company you... that company looks really bad right now. They do. Uh, they dragged their fucking seasons out for so long just to fucking handcuff their. Wrestling. I thought season. I thought season four was already aired. All I aired in its entirety already. Must be a. If it is, maybe it's a uh, clause afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's bullshit. Let 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 the talent go. You're not uh, you're not coming back for a yeah, season not? five. They're they're not they're, they're not giving you the budget to do it. What? Stop being assholes and what? just freaking. Give, let the talent go. Ultima Lucha, Ultima Lucha happened in October. Yeah. It's crazy, man. How are they still contracted? I don't know. What the fuck? You can read you can read Ava quote if you want to. Yeah, she quoted it out. And I retweeted it on Lost in the Midcard. Daryl, you look at some of that clip, those clips. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Ava said... The... Uh, the... The... the a springboard, not springboard, but the dive. What is it? A four fifty into a clothesline outside the ring? Yeah, yeah. I, I put like five clips up there. So that was my favorite. Yeah. Okay. There's some really good shit up there, man. So obviously, Ivelisse was uh, part of the last edition of Tough Enough. And uh, do you think she would be heading back to the WWE? Do you think AEW? What, what would you think Ivelisse would do once she gets out of those chains of Lucha Underground? No, I think AEW wants her, and I think that I think that's why she's so frustrated right now. Uh, I'm sure they came a knocking, and she's like, "I I can't do anything right now," her, and I'm freaking pissed off. Her tweet right. from the, her tweet from this afternoon says, "I've done everything in my power to avoid having to do this, but at this point, I literally have no other choice." For a bit over, uh, for a bit over one and a half now, I don't know what that is, but uh, one and a half months maybe, because that I mean. That might make sense with the fact the last episode of Season 4 was October 31st. Uh, I've been battling Lucha Underground to grant me my release. They convinced me to do Season 4 under the promise that I'd be released after the season concluded and was still unhappy. They are currently still refusing to do so, having uh, despite having told numerous times that they would. This has caused me an unbearable amount of grief for so long now. I really have no words to describe. Don't know what else to do, but being legally held hostage while pro wrestling is booming is a matter not to be taken lightly, especially coming from someone who's dedicated their life to their work. It's everything to me. I'm at my wit's end, so at this point, uh, regardless of what happens from here on out, at the very least, my story's told. I, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. It's, at, crazy, it's crazy, man. How is she still under contract? You tell me, brother. I don't know. Get Ryan Satin on this. He could dig into it. Well, let's see if Ryan has anything to... Uh, he posted a story on this. Uh, there's uh, Sources have told there's not been a lot of communication between MGM and execs from Lucha Underground regarding an additional season. Because it's not happening. Things are in a stalemate. Because uh, both sides are standing firm on what the budget needs to be. So apparently she must have signed a multi-season deal. But I, but, I mean, if they told her they could they'd release her after season four is done, they still haven't done it, that's fucked up. She needs to find some proof on that and get a lawyer, lawyer up. 
might be the next step. Mm-hmm. Really might. Uh, NXT this week. Some good matches. We were uh, uh, show started off with Johnny Gargano. He uh, wished us all a happy new year and, and said that 2018 was a bit of a roller coaster. That's an understatement. Um, he said the success is measured by two things, wins and championships. Doesn't matter how good of a person you are or how hard you try. Well, Johnny says he'll be better in 2019 and he'll become a champion. He mentioned uh, Ciampa and said, uh, don't, ma- don't make the mistake. That moment in the cage with the DIY, was that was a one-time thing. That'll never happen again. Do you buy that? I don't believe you No. Either. A heel DIY, man? If, if the titles come off of the era, there, but it, there seems to be a lot of heel teams, but at the same time, like, well, one, of T- half, one half of TM61 got released, so maybe they can step in as the next heel team. Once, uh, if, if Era ever lets go of those titles, I, I'm assuming War Raiders is going to take it from them, right? Yeah. I don't know. Adam Cole made that proclamation that the Undisputed Era would all wear gold. True. That's true. In, uh, in 2019, so maybe not. We'll find out. Ricochet comes out uh, referring to the uh, attack. From behind, and uh, he goes, uh, or actually, he was uh, came out to answer the fact that uh, uh, that he was talking shit about the North American champion. And he goes, "All you gotta do is, uh, you know, ask. You, you know, are you, are you do it face to face or attack me from behind in a parking lot?" Well, you know, then Champa makes his way onto the stage, and uh, Champa says, "Wins and championships. That's what it's all about." And then Alistair Black, um, how ominous did he look showing up on that that big screen of NXT? <laughs> <laughs> that was like Undertaker, like wasn't it? Yeah. No. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at Richard Trionfo. He called it the Hunter Tron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black says uh, that that Tomasa should be more concerned about uh, grooming uh, about him than grooming your little dog of war. And he poses more of a threat than Gargano in Phoenix. And he'll make Ciampa feed to Black. The lights go out and there is Black right behind Ciampa. And they fight. And uh, meanwhile, Gargano hits Ricochet with a super kick. So um, I'm excited. Gargano and Ricochet. Yes, please. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Black and Ciampa. Might even be a triple threat. Black and Ciampa, yes, please. Uh, Triple threat uh, on the North American side. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, Velveteen. that's possible. We Woo! don't know for sure, but it's definitely, it's definitely a possibility. As a man that's going to be in the building, I'm excited. Color me excited. Uh, Nikki Cross took on Bianca Belair. Uh, before that, William, William Regal announced that the Undisputed Era will take on the War Raiders for the tag titles in Phoenix. Uh, Bianca Belair gets a, gets the win after a, a very hard fought, nice lengthy battle with Nikki Cross. Matt, are you any more excited for Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler, or are you still in the same boat? I'm not excited at all. You're a terrible individual. Ooh, just being honest. Those are my two favorite wrestlers in NST right now. Heel uh, versus heel. I'm not feeling it. Not even I'm, a little bit. I'm with it. Uh, I know you're with it. I'm not with it. Street Profits. Can we, just, can we just agree to disagree? We always do. Okay. True. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Street Profits cut a promo how 2019 is going to be their year. And then next up, we have uh, the tag team of Fabian Eichner and, and Marcel Bartel, which uh, looks like a UK tag team. I think they've wrestled a dark match at the... Uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming that where the dark match is probably the next episode of, of NXT UK, right? They actually did dark matches? Yeah, they did dark matches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if uh, Eichner and Bartel wrestled in a dark match at, at NXT UK. Oh, they took out a couple of jobbers and killed them. This, 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 this looks like a... <laughs> oh, are you laughing at the fact that... He said run? it so casually. Yeah, they just yeah. killed them. That's what happens on NXT every once in a while. They take out a couple of jobbers and kill them. Uh, yeah, they beat uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan in a tag match and a dark match. Uh, Legero defeated Saxton Hewley, and Ginny defeated Isla Dawn. So they had three dark matches which I, that could be on the... Uh, the next episode of UK. I like the Eichner and Bartel combination. I think that they could be a, a, a good successful tag team. And it looks like going to be in the UK division, but we have heels holding the titles right now. So uh, unless they're going to try to change up the, the act with those guys, I, but I, I, I kind of like the tag team there. I, I wasn't, I enjoyed that. And, uh, Keith Lee got uh, some comments about uh, the vicious attack that Ono hit on Matt Riddle, and Keith says that uh, Matt's someone he's traveled the world with, and the attack by Ono is unsettling. He's going to tell Cassius to show up next week, and he'll teach Ono a lesson in respect. He'll have no chance, no choice but to bask in his glory. So, sounds like we're getting Ono and Lee next week. You think we're uh, adding Ono and Riddle to take over Phoenix? I do. Possibility. Some kind of stipulation match. I've never seen uh, Ono in person, or I've never seen oh, I've never seen Ono in person, but I've never seen Riddle in person either. So I'm, uh, I'd be excited for that. Yeah, I saw Ono, uh, Ono and Dream in uh, Philly for the Rumble. Mm. And uh, main event time: Adam Cole, EC3. Uh, no words have to describe this. This is a good main event. Um, of course, EC3 is heading up to the main roster, so Adam Cole gets the win with the last shot. Uh, after the match, Undisputed Era attack, EC3. War Raiders come in and make the save. And uh, there you go. They hit Kyle O'Reilly with the fallout, and that ended NXT this week. Monday Night Raw taking place from Memphis, Tennessee. Braun Strowman comes out. And... Uh, Claim that uh, Brock Lesnar's always been afraid of him. Talked about how uh, now uh, that uh, he told the Beastie Boy that he's all healed up and no one can save him because he was referring to when Strowman uh, intervened in Crown Jewel. And uh, Baron Corbin shows up to interrupt, and people don't like Baron Corbin, do they? Why should we? <laughs> Strowman led the crowd with a "You Got Fired" chant. And uh, Corbin had enough of it and was going to beat the shit out of Corbin. Uh, uh, Strowman had enough of it and was going to beat the shit out of Corbin, and Corbin bailed. So Strowman's walking around backstage looking for him, and oh, poor Sunil Singh got in the way and uh, flies across the catering table. And then, what a great placement for Elias. Wasn't that a great – and he gives away Corbin through a song. I thought that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> That was spectacular. 
And so Strowman just goes ham on the uh, on the limo, uh, busting out windows, ripping off a door. Corbin escapes, and uh, Braun looks over, and oh, who's standing there but old Vinnie Mac? Vinnie Mac says he's lost his uh, his Rumble championship privileges, and so what else do you do? You flip the limo over, right? Why not? Yeah, I, the whole notion that he's not cleared to wrestle. I, if he can flip a fucking limo, he's cleared to wrestle. So, I think Meltzer's right on this, where somehow Vince sees it as he's cooled off and. Sure, fucking fault, dillweed. Truth. But hey, it's always fun when Strowman flips over vehicles, right? Absolutely, pure entertainment. Was that your first thought, though, that he was My first thought was it clear that I thought in the back of my head, wait, wait, he just flipped over a fucking limo. What's going on here? And then I thought, okay, he's just going to get his chance back by either the end of the night or next week, right? That was my Yeah, that was, that's kinda, that was weird. That was kind like, of I was like, thought. something's not right. Fence booking, things are never right. Very true, Mr. Black. What were your thoughts, Matt? Where what were you thinking was going on? Were you thinking, oh, Strowman's going to eventually get it back somehow? Or I just thought the whole thing was fucking stupid. <laughs> what did you <laughs> think? If he didn't want, if he didn't want him in that fucking spot, don't book him to be in that spot to begin with. What What did you think was going to happen? I exactly what that. As soon as he attacked the limo, I'm like, they're fucking taking his title shot away from him. Who do you think was going to replace him at that at that point in, early on in Raw? I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know if he had any thoughts or. Pre-bonations. You, know, you know, I said Cena. I thought maybe this is how Rollins would get in. He would somehow get just not get it. He would forego the the uh, Intercontinental match and have, even though it'd be heel versus heel. But that kind of it kind of it kind of irritates me a little bit because now if Vince thinks that he's cooled off, like, well, how do you how do you how do you how does Vince not us. How does Vince get him hot again? Well, shit, he still has some of the biggest pops in the fucking company. Well, huh? well that's why I said, not us. He hasn't How cooled off. Vince, just like he didn't watch Takeover UK, he didn't <laughs> watch. He doesn't watch uh, Braun Strowman. Obviously, well, he has to. He's there, fucking micromanaging Raw. He's an idiot. There's no way that he has not seen Strowman. He's micromanaging that fucking show. So, like he hasn't even been on a damn show. Like he's been healing up. So how does he cool down? I know if he hasn't been there. And then when he shows back up, especially, uh, especially at the last pay per view, he pretty much the crowd. He got one of the biggest pops on the show in a sling. And, and according to according to Meltzer, this has been the plan for several weeks now. He's a fucking idiot. He hasn't been there. You how do you want to tell? Has he cooled down? And he hasn't been there. Uh, before we got the tag team title announcements, we got a, a women's tag team title ma- or tag team match between Rousey and Banks, uh, who are facing each other at the Rumble in Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, the good girls get the win there when uh, Tamina taps out to the submit uh, to the bank statement. The match itself wasn't much to write home about, but uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, Banks and, and Rousey getting into it with Charlie Caruso, uh, interviewing them in the ring afterwards. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. I liked Banks' side of the promo. I thought Ronda's side was a little weird. I liked I liked Banks throwing up the four at the end of it. 
It was just yeah, really weird cool. to see Ron Ronda stuff her foot in her mouth several times over. Yeah. Well, again, I love the four. The f- Banks putting up the four at the end of it. We all know that's coming sometime soon. Or, well, not about soon, but sometime. Uh, Natalia and Bailey are backstage as they try to separate Ronda and Sasha from arguing. And then that led to Natalia and Bailey arguing. And the Riot Squad showed up and made fun of them and, and called Bailey a sad face emoji. And uh, Ruby says that they like to take a bad situation and make it worse. So they challenge them to a tag match. If they can find a third woman to tag with. Every time the Riot Squad talk, I'm a sad face emoji. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the obvious spot where the, 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 the mystery third person is Ember Moon, right? Well, we got, we got a little surprise on that. Uh, revival and the Lucha House Party. Thank God the Revival won by their own little chicanery, uh, uh, taking, Metall- uh, taking Graham Metallic's foot off the ropes as he was getting pinned by Scott Dawson. So the Revival will get the win over the Lucha House Party after so many unnecessary jobs to that team. And I'm sure you all can agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out. And uh, was about to speak, and then John Cena's music hits, and Matt puked. Is that about the right time frame there? <laughs> That's about right. I was, I was not happy. Cena comes out, and he says, we all know Vince lost his Universal Championship at the Rumble, so somebody has to step up. Cena said 20 years ago when everybody left this man high and dry like Steve Austin, The Rock, and Brock Lesnar, Vince didn't know what to do. And, well, it was less than 20 years, but hey, who's counting? Vince was begging somebody to step up, and Cena told him to give him a chance, and he will not let him down. And, well, 16 championship world championships later, I guess Cena hasn't let Vince down, right? Meh. And, uh... Cena says uh, he brought out that ruthless aggression line again. That led Drew McIntyre to come out and call bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what Drew did, call bullshit. Uh, he didn't care about Cena's 16 championships or his new movies or whatever book he's writing. I think he's writing a children's book right now. Won't be as good as Young Bucks anyway, so. Uh, McIntyre complained that the scene is standing in the ring with a strange face while cramming he has ruthless aggression is hilarious. And uh, Drew stares into Vince's eyes and says, this is what ruthless aggression looks like. <laughs> Baron Corbin came out and we're like, huh? Then Finn Balor came out, which makes more sense because he's the first ever Universal Champion. He's tired being left out of these conversations, which we all agree with. He's the only person out here who's been Universal Champion. Then Vince said, uh, well, you got extraordinary ability and speed, but against Brock Lesnar, I don't know if you could beat him. And Look at all these people in the ring. There's a lot of meat in here, which sure got Vince off, but... Vince said meat. A lot of meat, man. A lot of man meat. Did he say meat or beef? Beef, I maybe said beef. beef. Yeah, thought he said beef. Um, Balor said, "Well, you've never believed in me." You know, we we already covered that part of it. Uh, then it all led to uh, well, Balor said, "Let me show you something." And he he punches uh, Corbin, 
and uh, then uh, McIntyre knocks Cena down. McIntyre hits Baylor, Balor with a Claymore kick and knocks Cena with another one. So uh, Drew was the last man standing. Vince says, I like this. And he goes, we're going to have a fatal four-way to determine who faces Brock Lesnar at the Royale Rumble. Vince walking backstage after the commercial, and Jinder Mahal walks up to him and says why he wasn't considered to be in the Fatal 4-Way match. Matt, why wasn't he considered? Because he fucking sucks. I still think <laughs> I still think the championship reign was not as bad as people think it was, but hey. You're right. So Vince says, okay, well, uh, pick any one of the four guys. If you can beat them, you're in the match. Gee, who's he going to pick? The guy who's lost two seven straight times already. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he says he'll pick Finn Balor. Uh, Riot Squad come out. Bailey and Natalia come out. And their their uh, third is not Ember Moon like it was predict like we thought was going to be predictable. Nikki Cross, let Nikki play. And uh, Nikki did a hell of a job here, didn't she? It was an enjoyable debut. Yeah, it was pretty Nikki. cool. It was it was well done. I thought, um, as you said, it was about the the only debut that was well done for all th- those who were involved. Chris um, would like to call it a day butt. Day butt. You put her on SmackDown with Sanity or uh, put her on Raw on her own? I think you put her with Sanity. You I have think to. they need the help. I <laughs> think that, that's true. Uh, Mahal took on Balor. Uh, the other Singh brother that didn't get thrown into catering uh, distracted Balor, which gave Jinder the uh, upper hand before the bell rang and also right after the bell rang. But Balor turned it around and hit the coup de gras after 10 minutes to get the win, so Balor is going to head to the Fatal 4-Way. And I was kind of happy that, that Balor, he chose Balor because it gave me more of the feeling that the story was Balor was going to overcome. And later we learned that that was the truth. Uh, hey, did you guys know that Glass is coming out in theaters on Friday? I sure do. It's been advertised he- heavily. Yeah, I went from wanting to see it to not wanting to see it, so thanks, WWE. Well, at least the, the best advertisement that they did was uh, showing a flashback of January 1992 when Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. So at least that was the best promotion of Glass of the night. Uh, the worst promotion was probably the family. They got the seat upgrades, and they're wearing these weird fucking parkas. Yeah. <laughs> What, what the fuck? I don't know. It's triple threat time. Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. I asked the fellas on the podcast, Lashley going to win this? I, I just had this weird feeling that they're going to take the title off of Ambrose. Lashley. 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 I'm happy that Lashley won. I mean, Leo Rush has done a lot for Lashley they finally are booking him right as a heel like they should have when you know his impact days he did so great as a heel took him a long time to figure it out but they finally got there and then adding Leo Rush Leo Rush has been no pun intended he's been gold for uh for for Bobby Lashley the the 24 year old piece of gold I, I I'm happy that Lashley won the title honestly you guys that's a good look for him I think it was a good idea. If they're going to continue on the Seth Dean rivalry, I thought the best thing they could do is get the Intercontinental title out of it. Mm-hmm. 
moment of bliss with Paul Heyman. We already talked about all this where the tag team titles yeah. got unveiled. Hammond talks about the main event and then Taki, pretty lady. Uh, fatal four way for the chance to face Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Uh, the match could have sucked, but the fact that Balor won made it all great, right? Well, the match didn't suck. It did not suck. It was a great 20 minute match. <laughs> I uh, put on Twitter before the match ago. My predictions for this match. One Balor, two Drew, three Cena, four Baron. Vince's predictions for this match. One Cena, two Cena, three Cena, four Cena. <laughs> Thank God my predictions. One Cena, two Cena, three Cena, four. Thank God Finn Balor won that. And uh, let's just hope. Let's just hope. Let's just let's just talk it into existence, as Daryl likes to say. Speaking it into existence. Yes, Finn indeed. Balor. Finn Balor will be the first, the first ever. Is he the first ever two-time Universal Champion? Absolutely. No, no Brock, Brock is. is. Oh, Brock is. Yeah, fucking, that's right. Fucking part-time bitch. Uh, Fuck Rob? cancer, dude. Fuck cancer. That too. Because that piece of shit would not be with this company right now if Roman would not have gotten cancer again. He would have ran out his obligation at Crown Jewel, and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have to see him right now. Uh, part of my pipe dream was that Roman was like all clear, and Vince brought out the champ, the challenger, and it was Roman. That was like a, I, I, it was like a far on pipe dream because Roman's got a hell of a battle, but maybe he beat it. You know, and I was kinda... some people already predicted he's going to be in the Rumble, and I'm like, God, it's way no. too soon. Yeah. Just I, he put I... out a, he put out a picture today, and now I hear rumblings that he's going to be at Mania, he's going to be at the Rumble, he's going to be everywhere. Just let that oh, what, did, did he Did he tweet today? No, somebody posted a picture of uh, Roman. He saw Roman at a hotel in Hawaii. Oh. Probably yeah. enjoying some vacation time with his family. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Have you, have you guys seen recent pictures of Kevin Owens? No, I haven't. Slim down. Holy fuck. That guy has lost some ridiculous weight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy how much weight he's lost. He he kind of looks weird. But at the same time, I mean, look, look what... Let me see if I can find it. Look what, uh, look what Dean Ambrose transformed himself into and what he's doing in the ring now. Imagine yeah. Kevin Owens, a more agile Kevin Owens. Imagine it. Mm. I can only imagine. I like how his uh, Facebook or his uh, Twitter name is Soon-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he put, as soon as Lashley won that title, he put out a picture of yeah. him fighting the Intercontinental title. Which I think we could book for WrestleMania, don't you think? As soon as, he, as, soon as Finn Balor won that Fatal 4-Way, he put a picture of Finn Balor's uh, Universal title up. He did. Do you think we pencil uh, Owens Lashley WrestleMania? I would like to see that. I would be, uh, I would be cool with that. Babyface Kevin Owens? Alright, guys. I am sending you a picture of Kevin Owens. Not not biting the title? No, not, no. Like a recent picture from an autograph signing. And you guys are probably, probably going to blow your mind. It blew my mind when I saw this last night. So, 
There you go. You guys should both have it. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm going to tweet that out to the Lost of the Mid Card Nation. I do not recognize that guy. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of weight loss, man. I got some new tattoos too. Imagine yeah. what he can do in the ring. I mean, he could already do it all in the ring, but imagine now. SmackDown Live tonight was live from Birmingham, Alabama, the place where injured guys usually go. <laughs> we kick off the show with the man, Becky Lynch, driving up into the arena. And uh, Kayla Braxton asked her if she's ready for Asuka, and Becky says, I'll answer that in the ring. Becky tossed her keys, but uh, Kayla fumbled. Fumble! She walks by the New Day. The New Day are in the parking lot with their pancakes while Otis... Dozovich is uh, drinking, uh, making a milkshake with eggs and uh, tuna, and he threw in some New Day pancakes as well. And uh, and he took a took a drink of it. And then Becky Lynch, uh, they challenged her to take a drink. Well, she's the man, so of course she's going to do it. And, yeah, she said it was kind of kind of weak. <laughs> I like that segment, guy. I know you guys are. I know some people are shitting on what they're doing with Otis, but. Fuck it, I enjoyed it. Otis is on my TV, I'm happy, and I thought that was fun. Stakes and weights. Taki! Jesus. Becky Lynch comes out. You guys probably not the same I'm going to live all year for JB's Otis impression, followed by Daryl's just disgruntled, absolutely annoyed response. It might be one of my favorite parts of this year is going to burn us. <laughs> ah, Taki! <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> dummy, yeah. No. Dummy, no. Let me tell you something, dummy. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out of the ring. Of course, big ovation because she's one of the best things in pro wrestling going today. That's not the elite. Uh, Got a hell of a promo. <laughs> she said in two weeks' time, the Royal Rumble, she'll get a chance to win back that SmackDown Women's title. Uh, she noted that she made the title matter. And where is it now? Uh, Becky claimed that some people think that it's easy to connect with the crowd. In the main event, while well, everybody's trying to be a badass like her ever since she broke through. And Lynch says, uh, those are, uh, she said there are those that try to discredit her by saying all she is is hype, yet she delivers on everything she says every single time. Lynch says, if you really want to talk about hype, Oscar walked into WrestleMania undefeated and unbeatable, yet she lost. And uh, noted that loss shook her to the core, and she fell off the radar, which is facts. Lynch said that uh, the invincible Oscar couldn't even beat Charlotte Flair once. Mm. Uh, she beat her by DQ on SmackDown a few weeks ago. Yeah, Lynch has beaten Charlotte all over the world for the last five months, and now comes Asuka to uh, interrupt. And uh, she told Lynch that she likes to talk, she likes hype, but after the Royal Rumble, Becky will not be in Charlotte's shadow, she'll be in Asuka's shadow. The Iconics oh, interrupt. And they mock Asuka for her scary faces and her threats and call Becky a bully for treating Kayla like a valet. And, uh, oh, it's typical behavior for a man. Well, Becky says, well, why don't you, one of you ladies step up and take on the man? Well, they, they weren't in a hurry to, 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 to really do that, so we, get, we got a commercial break, and uh, we ended up with uh, Becky Lynch and Peyton Royce. Uh, went about nine minutes with a commercial break. Decent little match there, but uh, Becky Lynch... No shock wins with the disarmer. 
Asuka gets in the ring yelling Japanese at, at, at Becky and, and then uh, yell, yelled at Billy Kay to, to get in the ring. And Billy's like, uh, no. No, thank you. No. <laughs> go back. I leave now. Go back to. Uh, uh, I go bye-bye. Go back to the movie Friday when, when Debo, you want some of this old man? No. No. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynn, or uh, Oscar Billy Kay, that lasted like 20 seconds. Yeah, like, to me, the with that match being as short as it was, I don't think Becky and Peyton should have been as long as it was. Yeah, Becky but Peyton went that's, that's just me. I, I think they honestly, they could have cut the time for Peyton and Becky in half, and they could have given each of those matches at least a, a couple minutes apiece. Well, now they're booking Oscar yeah. like a monster again. Hello. Yeah, I just think it made Billy look pretty bad. That did. Um, AJ Styles interrupts the ladies coming to the ring, kind of gives the man and the Empress a little stare, walks up the steps, and uh, or walks around the ring, and uh, he decides to go into the stands. He's going to the concession stand area where Daniel Bryan did a promo last week. And Styles says, well, the people can do what they want, eat what they want, and have a good time. So fuck you, new Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not what he said. Um, so many words. Yeah. So Styles throws some... I uh, wanted him to start tossing hot dogs. <laughs> with the ketchup and mustard already on them? <laughs> yeah, man. Start tossing <laughs> to people. Here you go. Or and That's what Daniel Bryan should have done. He should have come in and started throwing hot dogs at people. I liked what he did, though. Uh, after AJ Styles threw some t-shirts at the crowd, Daniel Bryan, uh, incognito, in a hoodie, attacks uh, uh, AJ. and But then AJ slams him through the table full of hot dogs. And so there's and That's the closest Daniel Bryan's been to meat in a really long time. <laughs> there's a, a joke somewhere in there I'm just going to leave alone. Um... <laughs> Good oh stuff, my. though. Good stuff from AJ. Sick freak. <laughs> you sick freak. Uh, AJ and Daniel, I mean, great great feud these guys are having. So, uh, Uso's doing a little Royal Rumble photo shoot with some Royal Rumble merch when a guy showed up with a little present for Jimmy. Jimmy thought it was an anniversary gift from, uh, from Naomi. He's like, Jay, you read this for me. I don't know why he had Jay read it for him, but okay. And uh, said, uh, oh, "Oh, I want you in the. Uh, I'm a naughty girl, and I need to be in that USO penitentiary." Love, Mandy. Oh, there's a there's a hotel key in here. Hotel, motel. What you gonna do today? So Jimmy looks confused. Jay goes, "What are you gonna do?" And he goes, "I, I don't know, Us. I am." Really digging the storyline, though. I mean, there's been romantic storylines that creative just fucking sucks at. This is a good one. I, I'm enjoying this, guys. Uh, I've actually been enjoying it myself, and honestly, the backlash that I've seen and getting online from people that that are saying that it's setting the women's division backwards. I think it's some of the most asinine shit I've ever heard in my life. Bliss to those marks. Why bliss? Bliss being viewed topless for absolutely no fucking reason at all on yes. raw yes that can set the that can set the women's division back yes but for for a real storyline that's based on like a real life situation i mean women mm -hmm. steal other women's husbands all the fucking time like this, this is, is just something that happens in real life just because you don't fucking like it you know doesn't mean that it's setting the women's division back was this was, I, was there was there this outrage when it was aiden english rusev and lana i didn't see it nope Nope. 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 
I, I look. I think it's great that they're get they're putting they are coming up with side storylines for the women that aren't involved in the title picture the right longest, now. For the longest time, the only story was the title picture. That was the only the only the only angle ever for the women's division. Pretty so. much. Our truth and Carmelo. We show uh, they show their vacation at the headquarters. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, hey, they got to meet Vince and Triple H. That's that's a nice one. Uh, as Matt said, uh, Vince can't handle long names, so uh, Andrade Cien Almas is now just known as Andrade. Uh, he says that Reyes is idle, but Andrade is the future, and he's going to win the Royal Rumble and get the championship at WrestleMania. Uh, Joe entered for the match. Uh, he's going to take on Mustafa Ali, but before the match could even begin, Joe beats the fuck out of Mustafa Ali. You know, it'd been funny if it, if they would have had that little heartbeat thing on his chest, like kind of fade to black. Uh, we already talked about this, though. This is great that Mustafa Ali's already in a program with Joe. We're all in agreement that that's a great thing for him and and even Joe. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. It's always good when Joe can play the bully. I thought it was hilarious when Joe stared down EC3 posing in the mirror, though. He got, he got some impact flashbacks there. Did Joe and, and EC3 ever have battles? Or was that too far gone? I'm trying to remember if EC3 was there when Joe was still there. I don't there. think he was. I can't remember if they. I can't remember if they were cross paths or not. Uh, so Joe just beats the living shit out of Ali, basically, and. He, he acted like he was done attacking him, and he'd go back and attack him for a second and a third and a fourth time. Um, Sonya Deville is in the locker room with Mandy Rose, and she's like, Mandy, are you sure about giving Jimmy the hotel key? Mandy says, I want to make Naomi's life miserable. Sonya's like, you do know your extended segments cost to be my match against Carmella tonight, right? That too. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Mandy says, I don't care. I want to break up Naomi's marriage, even if it costs you your match with Carmella. Uh, so Sonny's like, oh, get okay. And uh, Mandy Mandy left to the hotel motel. Um, <laughs> Rey Mysterio walking uh, backstage to the ring and uh, Nikki Cross showing up going, I want to play, Ray." <laughs> Ray's like, wow, crazy. Kayla Braxton asked Joe about the attack on Ali, and Joe said that was just a statement. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble, which I, right now, might be predicting Joe to win. And any man declares himself a champion as a target, and Joe's going to hunt him them down. Early predictions, Rumble. I, I'm going Joe right now. You guys have any early feelings? I've said it from the beginning. I, 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 I was saying Balor, but Balor can't I'm be involved anymore. So it, I, I said Seth Balor or Drew. And I will stick with Seth or Drew. I I don't think I, I don't think but I don't think Samoa Joe has a snowball's chance in hell. I got this odd. I got this odd feeling that Joe's going to win it. I just do. Uh, holy! I think, I think you're on crack. Holy! Well, you thought I was on crack when I said uh, Charlotte's going to beat Oscar, and look what happened. Charlotte. I Oscar. still think you're on crack. I broke your <laughs> clock right twice a day. Uh, holy shit! Rey Mysterio Andrade. That was fucking amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a good match. Yeah, it was a very good match. Match of the year so far. Of course, it's January 16th, though. <laughs> <laughs> 16 days in. Damn, that was... 
some shit they did, some counters. There's some stuff we've never seen, too. Ray busted out the Destroyer a couple more times. He even did kind of the side crucifix destroy, kind of a Destroyer into a crucifix pin type of deal, too. And Man, this was tremendous. And uh, Andre getting the win, I mean, he, uh, shit, look out. He's probably... Um, he's probably the next challenger for Rusev for the U.S. title. It might that might be a mania match right there, guys. Do you think? Certainly possible. It's a possibility. Vince loves to put that U.S. title on foreigners, so <laughs> I think it's his number one requirement. True. Uh, Jimmy's walking down that hotel lobby. Oh man, walking down that hallway, he, he takes out, takes out the room key, and <sighs> what am I going to do? Dun, dun, dun. What should I do? He knocks on the door and goes in, and Mandy's sitting in and a chair. The, and there's Mandy in, in more lingerie than her wrestling gear. That is another fact. Which is just another reason why I I don't understand why people are you know are so bent out of shape about these storylines like her in a towel that or her more. In, or her in her in her. You know, in her broad panties was still honestly more freaking the, 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 clothing the, than her actual wrestling gear is. The towel and the the towel and the laundry covered a lot more real estate than the gear does. So yeah, exactly. Like people need to chill the fuck out for so real. I, so I had two thoughts on this. I a uh, Jimmy's gonna show up and Naomi follows him, or B Jimmy plans that Naomi's gonna show up and. And she tells her what she, you know, he did the right thing. He told Naomi and he acted like, uh, hey, he was like, hey, man, I, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I don't like it. It ain't cool. And uh, Mandy Rose thought she got one up on Jimmy and Naomi by having a paparazzi in the bathroom. <laughs> Jimmy didn't look too worried because he walked out, said goodbye, and left that door open a crack for Naomi to rip off her earrings and go to town, right? Yep. My favorite part about it is, man, he got the pet her over and got away. Yeah. Again, fucking great segment, wasn't it? It's not what I expected. I definitely expected Mandy to be laid out by the end of that segment. The fact that she got the better over and got away, I was like, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> well, Proper storytelling. We got, we got we got two sides of the coin here. We got Daryl's a Naomi fan, and we got Matt's a Mandy Rose fan, and I'm in the middle. So, I like Naomi too. I do too. I'm just saying you like. Yeah, Naomi. I like Daryl likes Mandy too. You know, it's like you, we, you, like, you, and we you, like we like everybody. Naomi we better like than Mandy at you, you like you like Mandy more, and he likes I, Naomi more. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying you hate each other's wi- other women. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he you like. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm I'm talking facts, right? What you like Mandy hell? more than Naomi, Daryl. You like Naomi more than Mandy. Mandy. Absolutely. I'm just talking facts here, boys. I'm right in the middle. Right in the middle with my girl Peyton Rice. Lord. Birthday bash time, and uh, hey, Miz got him a nice little uh, little set of Jordans. And I, I liked Shane's reaction. He was like a kid at Christmas when he opened up the Jordans. <laughs> Dude, he's such a shoe nerd. Yeah, I mean, he is. He is. He's I love. I'm, I'm sure that was a genuine reaction. I loved that reaction. That was sweet. That was awesome. Um, there's cake, a couple cakes. Mm, cake. We know somebody's gonna go through. Those, those are cakes. good. Those are some good looking cakes. I ain't even gonna lie. Sad to see them wasted. Uh, one of the cakes had uh, the uh, Miz and uh, Shane posing with the, with their child, the uh, World Cup trophy. 
Mrs. I have another present for you. And showed a pretty cool video package of Shane, uh, all his accomplishments, and then leading up to them coming together as a team. And then the bar comes out predictably, and uh, to interrupt the ceremonies and says, "This is embarrassing." And uh, you know, and Cesaro noted that they didn't even invent, invite Vince to this, and oh, Vince doesn't want to come because he doesn't give a ba- damn about Shane. Oh, daddy issues. And um, this led to uh, Shane volunteering Miz to challenge Sheamus to a match right here and now. Miz is like, I'm not dressed to compete. Shane's like, well, I wasn't when I won the world best, the best of the world trophy. Miz is like, all right. You know, this whole segment m- makes me not want them to break up, at, at, uh, which is obviously going to happen after around or before Mania, right? You know? It's you, would certainly, you would certainly think so, although but, they are advertising the SmackDown that is in Baltimore. The last, It's the last SmackDown before WrestleMania. The match too. they're advertising for the show is Shane and The Miz against the bar against for the, the bar. tag team titles. Yeah. After, so, seeing, after seeing that segment with the party, which sometimes those party things suck too, and I thought this was a great segment as well. And I'm like, I don't want to see these guys break up now, at least not, not this soon. I want to see this go for a while, you know. And I thought Shane and Miz did as absolutely as good as they could have done with what they were given. There's been segments similar to this that have tanked up the ass, and this yeah, was, this exactly. Was, this was fun. This was good. It led to a, a quick little match where we got to see Cesaro eat some cake, you know, and we got to see a Van Terminator, and it was a great end to SmackDown. It was a fun end to SmackDown Live, wasn't it? And Miz held the cake in the wrong direction. <sighs> yeah, so. Dumbass Miz. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm sure Shane wasn't happy about that because it got all over his shoes. Yeah. I think it would have gotten all over his shoes regardless. But No, but if he would hit the opposite side where the sheet was, it would have went all over Sheamus instead of his shoes. Yeah, it still would have gone on his shoes. It still would have gotten there. So that was a great, great Raw and a great SmackDown this week, wasn't it, gentlemen? Uh, I won't go as far as to say Raw was great, but I, was I very okay. much enjoyed SmackDown. We got a little bit of consistency going on here on the road to WrestleMania. I, 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 I thought Raw was a lot better than you know. I'm, I, it was better than average. The first, the first hour was painful. Yeah, to the point where I almost wanted to turn the damn show off. Like that's yeah. how bad the first hour was. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lost the Midcard. We've been going at it for a while anyways, but we told you we had a lot to talk about this week. Long ass show. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. And also keep an eye out for any specials that may come your way as well. You can subscribe to us on the YouTube. The links to all of our subscription models are on our Facebook page, Facebook dot com slash lost in the midcard also on the twitter at litmc podcast give us a follow there also we, we share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world uh daryl's on the twitter at no one like d matt is on the twitter at raw f showtime i am on the twitter at jb huskers give us all a follow as well and uh, before we ride off into that sunset daryl what are your final thoughts lucha underground stop being wrestling terrorists and let those folks out their contracts words word matt Stop pretending like every little thing is going to set back professional wrestling or women's <laughs> wrestling back by several years. Sometimes you people just take shit way too fucking seriously. Word! They're going to main event mania, motherfuckers. Settle down. 
<laughs> for Daryl, for Matt, this is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We'll be back at you next week with our Royal Rumble preview as well as TakeOver Phoenix. Have a good one, kids.